0: settle in and get ready for spoilers because this film is lit and there when the sky was darkest was a glimmer of hope was it the moon no it was michael sheen (laughs) it's new moon (laughs) and this film is lit (laughs) Welcome back to this film's lit podcast where we talk about movies that are based on books. We are elbow deep in the new moon or the Twilight Saga. We just wrapped up uh, our reading and watching of Twilight Saga New Moon. Halfway point. The halfway point in the book series. The two fifths point in the movie series. That'll be fun. We get to do two. Yeah. We're going to do two episodes. They'll be back to back.
1: Yeah, it'll yeah. be the same as um, if you listened to our Harry, Harry Potter, Potter yeah. series. We did, uh, we read the last book and then we did an episode on movie one and then the next yeah. week an episode on movie two. Yeah, so they'll rather be back to back. having a prequel in between them. No
0: prequel, no other movie in between. They'll just be boom, boom, back to back. So uh, that's what you can look forward to for when we get to that. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk about Michael Sheen when we talk about him. Uh, as I mentioned in the in the intro there. Uh, We have almost all of our normal segments. We do not have, I say that and that's not true. We don't have like any of our normal segments. I forgot we're back to not (laughs) having We have our our
1: normal Twilight segments. Our normal
0: Twilight segments, uh, which includes our first one, which is Let Me Sum Up. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. If you're new here or don't know anything about Twilight, haven't read, haven't seen them, uh, that's fine. You can still listen and enjoy the episode and we'll give you a brief little rundown about what happened in New Moon. The second installment in the Twilight Saga sees Bella get injured while at the Cullens, causing Edward to freak out and push the entire family to leave Forks. He breaks up with her, and Bella then sinks into a deep depression. Bella begins to pull herself out of that depression after hanging out with Jacob Black, who we met in the first movie and book, but then he seems to abandon her as well. She finds out that Jake has become a werewolf, but before she can really do anything about that information, Alice returns to Forks, and whisk Bella off to Italy to save Edward from committing suicide, which he is doing because he thought that Bella had committed suicide. Yes. Hence fulfilling their Romeo and Juliet. Yes. L- uh, parallels.
1: Yes, it's not subtle.
0: No. <laughs> After rescuing Edward, the Collins vote to turn Bella into a vampire. And Edward says that he'll do it, but only if she marries him. Uh, it's against his wishes. This whole premise is he does not want her to become a vampire. Meanwhile, Jacob reminds them that if any of the colons bite a human, they will break the treaty that goes back centuries and the wolf pack will have to go to war with the vampires. That's pretty much what happens in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, 60% of it is just Bella and and Jacob hanging out. Pretty much. Just like the first one. Let's get into some of those differences and start with what was better in the book. You like to read?
2: Oh, yes. I love to read. What do you like to read?
1: Everything.
0: All right. Uh, I didn't have a ton of stuff for better in the book. Um, and that'll, we'll see. What I mean, I had stuff. Yeah. But not as much as some of the other segments, I feel like.
1: Yeah, but my better in the book was a little bit shorter. Um, my first note here jumps straight to her birthday party at the Collins.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, I em- didn't have anything for until page one hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: um Emmett gives her a car radio, which he puts in her truck, um, and he's out installing it when she unwraps the empty box and she just like says thanks, Emmett, and you can like hear him laughing. Yeah. A ways away outside. Yeah, out in the
0: distance. Yes.
1: Yeah, Which I thought was kind of a unfunny way to show that yeah. he can still hear her.
0: Yeah, because of his vampire yeah. abilities. Yeah, that is true. That is a fun little... I, I forgot about that gag. I, I, I've i read this book over the course of quite a while. So some of the early, early stuff, yeah. I was starting to forget. I read the last half within the last week, few days. But the first, you know, 100 pages I read three weeks ago. So yeah. I don't remember it all in perfect detail. One of the things I did remember was that there's a little throwaway line when she's in school. This is after the breakup um, where, where Edward leaves. Uh, she's in school and she, she's looking for a distraction And they're studying animal farm uh, In her English class Or in her lit class And she says we were working on an animal farm I didn't mind communism And I was like alright comrade Bella I see you over here I don't think that's what she meant She said she didn't mind communism communism Because uh, it was a, a, a ready distraction From her miserable sad life But uh, But still It made me chuckle
1: So one of the changes that the (laughs) the movie does make. So in the book, after Edward leaves, Bella discovers that if she experiences a jolt of adrenaline, if she does something dangerous and she gets like an adrenaline high, she can hear Edward's voice in her head. And
0: this is tied into the idea that because she made a promise to Edward when he left... When he left, he said, "Make a promise me something. Don't do anything reckless." Yeah, basically. And she goes, "Okay, I promise." So that that's kind of what is the inciting incident for this recurring uh, psychosis, as it were. That's not the right word, but hallucination.
1: Yeah. So in the book, she hears him in her head whenever she does something dangerous, like admonishing her, yeah, and telling like, her to Don't, stop, Bella,
0: stop, whatever. Yeah.
1: In the movie,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: she like straight up hallucinates him as like a ghost a vampire ghost, yes. standing next to
0: her i i there surely they did this so that for people so that uh Edward was just like at least somewhat in the movie, like mm-hmm. people could still see him mm-hmm. and be reminded of him, I guess because. I did think, or to maybe clear up any confusion with potentially like the the voiceover, it would be obvious to me. I feel like who?
1: Yeah, I, I do wonder if maybe they were worried that if they just had a voiceover, that it wouldn't read as like her hallucinating him. Yeah, like maybe.
0: Well, but see, this you say that 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 well, how are you going to say maybe it would read as what?
1: I don't know. As him <laughs>
0: as, communicating tel, uh, telepathically, maybe telepathically because that's legit what I thought reading the book. What was happening for like a while. I legitimately thought. That he had come up with a way. To somehow like one way.
2: Yeah. Like communicate. Like Cause, cause shout not, at her. It's across not outlandish. Because. brain sphere.
0: Yeah. Because we know that. Um, he can sense people's emotions and stuff So I thought okay maybe he figured out a way To some yeah. and, and the whole thing is that He can't with her like he can't read her Right, thoughts. He
1: can't read her thoughts but, but
0: Maybe somehow there's something where she's in peril He senses it and can somehow like yeah. You know mind Blast a, <laughs> uh, a warning To her but then uh, there's some Moments later on in the book where It becomes obvious that that's not what's going on That it is in fact just like her hallucinating this or somehow she's
1: like hearing his voice in her head and in the movie she sees hallucinations of him and it's so troubling yeah i don't think this troubled me as like a 16 year old as an adult this this deeply troubles me the text, both texts, yeah. the book and the movie, treat this as like not that big of a deal. It
0: never gets brought up, and
1: I'm like, this is a big deal, you guys. She's hallucinating.
0: Yeah, I'll this is not
1: okay. This is
0: a point to talk about it now. I had this in my general notes, but this is since we're discussing the whole hallucination thing, it makes sense now. I thought it was really weird that she has a line later in the in the in the book where she's after she's reunited with Edward. She's gonna. She's considering mentioning to him that she was hearing his voice, mm-hmm. and she says, "Would he think I was crazy like everyone else?" That's the verbatim line from the book, and I, and I'm like, it, it, "Did I miss?" She didn't tell anybody else about this.
1: I don't think she right? might. Did I
0: miss? Did she might have tell told Alice? Alice.
1: She might have told Alice, but, but if she Alice did, there wasn't like a big thing a big made thing out of made it? Or I would have. I think she might tell
0: her on the plane. Yeah, while they're flying to Italy. But I don't remember making a big deal out of it. And I don't remember. And she says, will he think... Uh, like I said, would he think I was crazy like everyone else? And I'm like, but who, nobody...
1: I mean, maybe, maybe she's, she's just, just implying. Re- she, maybe like, she's just referring to the general of like people think that she's like gone off the deep end because she's right. been in like this zombie state of depression for so Fair long. Enough.
0: Fair enough. The way I read it was like explicitly about the voice thing. And I was like, but well, you it. Well, it does sound like yeah. that,
1: the way that it's phrased. Yeah. But, but yeah, the... <laughs> This is that's the very very troubling. She should see someone. Yes, you should, she should talk to somebody. Yeah, and even once they're
0: reunited and it stops, there's something you gotta talk. There's some something potentially. You know, you gotta have discussed there. Yeah, and like figure out because like that could be. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's some sort of sign of like early of like an early sign of potential like uh, any manner of like potential cognitive like issues yeah. potentially. Like yeah. if you're having legit. Auditory hallucinations, and like you know, hearing voices. I would think that that's you should definitely talk, even if it stops for a while. You should probably still should, tell talk to somebody should, about yeah, it. Should
1: should probably yeah yeah yeah. Uh, the movie also skips over there is a pl- kind of brief plot point when she's hanging out with Jacob before he becomes a werewolf, mm-hmm. where. She tells him about the meadow yeah. that she and Edward went to, without really telling him why she wanted to go there. Yeah,
0: she's like, "Oh, this is this cool place."
1: Yeah, and she's like, "Why? Well, I don't know where it is. I, but I want to find it again." And he, he's like, got his like compass, yeah, and his he like map fully, and everything. Fully
0: pioneering, yeah. yeah.
1: He goes like full Boy Scout, yeah. And they're trying to to find the the meadow again. Yeah. Which I, I get why the movie cut that But I did think it was kind of cute And it was something that they did Besides just like yeah. fix motorcycles I will say
0: that is one of the things that, that the movie does Which is maybe a weakness And so I guess I could mention it here And better in the book Is that um, it, it does And it's a similar thing To what we commented on the first one Is that it does Because of the, the time limits of a movie It's a two hour movie They don't have a lot of time It does short change a little bit of Bella and Jacob's relationship
1: mm-hmm.
2: a
0: little bit. I think it does actually a better job than the first one with Bella and Edward oh, yeah. in terms of us understanding why they hang out and why they get along and what makes them like attracted to each other and that sort of thing. Um, even though it's, it's sort of a, um, an incongruous attraction, but still like why they're friends, why they're, uh, why they, why they enjoy each other's company so much. It does a much better job of that in this movie than it does in, twilight mm-hmm. but it's still a little bit short and we do miss some of those elements of them like you said going and looking for the meadow and and, and doing a, a more stuff together than just like the the kind of montage we get with the motorcycles and yeah. stuff but that works for the that's serviceable for what the movie is doing so i did think though one of the times they're going out to drive the motorcycles i think is when it happens there's the scene where they uh in the movie and the book where they Bella first sees somebody jump off the cliff Mm -hmm. that is becomes a thing later in the film. Um, and the way it's, it's portrayed in the movie is she sees them, people like fighting and it's Sam and like his friends or whatever. And they're like fight the pack. And they're like fighting on top of this cliff in the movie. And then she sees them and she goes, Oh, what are they doing? And then what they like throw one off and she's like, ah, but there's something about the way it's described in the book that to me was more chilling Mm -hmm. and like, more like what the heck? Because she, when she, the way it's described as her seeing it in the book, is it's just Sam. I think that she sees mm-hmm. by himself, and he, and she can't see the bottom of the cliff, and so she doesn't know how tall it is or what's going. And then, and then he just jumps off of it, and she's like, "What?" Like she gets very confused and thought she just like saw somebody kill themselves. Yeah, and is like very upset. Um, and then they, and then the similar thing happens. They pull over, and Jacob explains, but. Something about the way it was written in the book. Um, I don't know if I could find it. I don't think I have a page number here. But, uh, yeah, the way it's described in the book, to me, was more impactful and more chilling. And the movie just kind of turns it into, like, a, I don't know, it's a little sillier. Not that it's bad. I just prefer the way it was written in the book.
1: Well, there's not as much of, like, an implication of danger in the movie, I think. Because she can see that the ocean is right there. yeah. And then whereas in the book, she's looking at them from like the opposite, I think.
0: I, to me, it feels like in the book, they're like at a, at a weird turn or something where she mm-hmm. can't see. She can only see like the top of the cliff mm-hmm. and she can't tell where the like where the water is. Yeah. And we immediately can see that it's not that high or that it's hot. You know, I don't know. It's just something about the way it plays out in the book and the movie didn't translate the same like sort of um, initial sphere turned to like relief. I don't know. Just didn't work for me the way it did Mm -hmm. in the book. Uh, Bella ends up in the book twice in the ER twice in a week. Uh, And they never go to the ER at all in this one. Uh, She bangs her head and they never really address, I guess, how, how she gets it fixed. Like she in the movie, she Jacob puts the shirt on her and I don't remember what they do. How they fix it? I don't, I don't know if it's addressed. They just fix yeah. it or whatever. In the movie, she has to go get stitches at the emergency room, and then they try, go out and ride. Or in the book, she, and then the next week she goes out to ride motor. They go out to ride motorcycles again, and she falls and gets a concussion and has to go back to the emergency room. And I was like, two emergency trips in one week in America, <laughs> Bella you trying to bankrupt your father? What is going on?
1: Charlie's up all night with the ER bills spread yeah. out over the table. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah.
0: I I was like, I, and they never, the book never even comments on it, though. They're just like, nah. I mean, maybe it's, that's Stephanie Myers' like, privilege. Like, maybe yeah. she doesn't understand. Like, mean, she's maybe... only ever had good insurance, and she doesn't understand that, like, just going to the uh, ER. And because it's not, it's implied that, like, Bella's dad... Well, he has a good job. They're not wealthy by it. They're not Mm-mm. even, they're like middle, lower well, middle he's, class.
1: He's the police chief. He's the chief sheriff,
0: but it's a tiny town. In a like, teeny,
1: tiny little town, which I guess he probably has some kind of like, I don't know, like union
0: yeah, maybe. insurance
1: or something. Yeah, but who, who knows? knows how good it is? Yeah,
0: who knows? And, and and also, but it could also be one of those things where this could be potentially one of those like small town America things where maybe going to the ER and now this was in the mid 2000s which mm-hmm. is also when it's set. So it's probably I mean definitely in a small town in the 80s if you went to like the local like hospital that was like three doctors or whatever or mm-hmm. however many, you know, and you're the daughter of the sheriff, they probably pull you in there and stitch you up for free and send you home. You know what I mean? Yeah. They might just like Yeah. Oh, it's the sheriff's daughter. Let's stitch her up and and may, or maybe that's She's even She's in
1: here twice a week. Maybe guys. that's it's it, fine. maybe
0: because she is the sheriff's daughter like
1: Yeah, There's maybe. some
0: Dang, maybe she's on the same. Maybe she has good insurance because of that. But it just was funny to me that it's never like sort of touched upon. It's just like a it's like a foregone conclusion that, oh, you got hurt. Just go right to the emergency room. <laughs> I was like, all right. Honestly,
1: that does sound like some, maybe some privilege on the part of yeah. the author. But like maybe she's never been to the emergency room. Maybe she's never had to deal with medical bills. Yeah. And she just doesn't.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Or it just felt like it wasn't important. But it was funny yeah. to me because it was mentioned twice that she goes to the emergency room. I was like, good Lord. I'm still paying off one emergency room visit from four years ago. <laughs> Uh. I did not like the scene in the movie where Jacob. So this is after Jacob after the movie scene, and Jacob is starting to to uh, he cuts his hair and mm-hmm. he and and he won't answer the phone. Bella's been trying to call him and and won't answer, won't answer. Um, and it's kind of done in a short montage in the movie, and then so she drives over to confront him, and he just um it's pouring down rain, and they have this conversation, and it's 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 a it's a scene right out of the book, but. For some reason, in the movie, it did not work for me. It seemed so out of nowhere. Jacob's like, which is intentional to some extent, but his, his because he's such a jerk to her all of a sudden. Yeah. Just a giant jerk. He's just like, oh, leave me alone. What are you doing? Like, he just goes from like normal to like a huge ass, like raging asshole It from one scene to the next. And then, which is not entirely dissimilar from what happens in the book, Mm -hmm. but in the book, for some reason it felt less maybe partially because it, from my memory in the scene in the book, Sam and them are like nearby Mm -hmm. where they can hear him. And it feels like he's maybe putting on a bit of a show for them. Whereas in the movie they're across an entire field and it's just him and her talking the way that that scene plays out in the movie felt completely like if I hadn't read the book, I wouldn't get why, what this interaction was and why he had, and and now, again, you're not supposed to understand yet why right. this is going on, but they never come back and address it. Like, Jacob comes back and is like, oh, I'm sorry, earlier I was being a jerk, but they never, like, I feel like the movie never goes into why he was being a jerk. Maybe it does, and I, I, I don't know. Something about the way that scene plays out, I also think that Taylor Lautner in that scene maybe just doesn't do a great job. Maybe it's the performances that make it not work for me. It just feels so... Like, this weird, stilted, like, I'm angry, Mm -hmm. I'm mad. None of that scene worked for me. The one in the rain where she confronts him and then he's, like, just yelling at her and stuff. I I, I didn't really like it in the book either, to Mm -hmm. be fair. That whole section where she doesn't know why Jacob's being a jerk, I just found incredibly frustrating to read. (laughs) I did like that eventually... And we'll get to it, because it happens in the movie and the book. But I did like eventually that they sorted it out relatively quickly and that we didn't spend, like, chapters and chapters of Bella, like, not understanding why, Mm -hmm. like, what the secret is and, like, all these things. But the short time where it does happen in the book, I found incredibly frustrating uh, to read, just, like, obnoxious. It's like, just, okay. Um, And it translated into the movie in a way that was somehow more obnoxious and less, like cause I had less of the supporting details of mm-hmm. the world. I feel like that it just, it didn't work for me in a, in a way that it already didn't work for me in the book. I don't know. I didn't like any of that.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. I think having it be a little bit more drawn out and having the extra detail leading up to that scene yeah. is helpful.
0: Yeah. And I guess the other thing is that it just, it's so we, we eventually, I guess it's just never satisfying in either medium for me because eventually we get to the point where it's like, okay, he, he's, we find out that, okay, he's a wolf. Jacob's a wolf, and this is a secret that he can't tell. He's bound by some oath of their tribe or whatever, so mm-hmm. he can't tell her. And there's also some some level, layer to it of, he also has, like, heightened, like, anger responses to things because of this sort of.
1: I was calling it the wolfening.
0: Wolf, yeah, his wolf. DNA, blood, his yeah. wolf blood or makes whatever. makes him angry. Makes him angrier. Like, he has a shorter fuse and that sort of thing. But this particular scene, in both the movie and the book, where she goes to confront him and he's just an outright jerk... I didn't get why. Like, like, I don't understand even in the context of the story where, okay, you have a shorter fuse. He doesn't, he, he, it would be one thing if like she comes over to talk to him and he's like, oh, hey, I'm sorry, I haven't talked to you recently. I can't tell you what's going on. And she's like badgering him and then Mm -hmm. he freaks out on her. That would make sense, you know what I mean? And then he's like, look, fuck you, get out of here. Like, I can't tell, you know, like if it built from something, but she shows up and he's like, what are you doing here? And it's like, what is the, what? I, I just didn't get what the? I guess I didn't get what the meta-narrative of, or, like, what, not the meta-narrative, I didn't get what, like, the subtext of what that scene was supposed to be. Like, what, what, what in real life is this supposed to be echoing? Just, like, the moodiness of boy, of, like, teenagers, <laughs> I guess? It like, really, like, is that what it is?
1: Maybe. I think part of it, may, my theory, I think Stephanie Meyer, at some level, wanted it to mirror how Edward treated her. Right the go on get right as you called it yeah. in a later segment <laughs> Yeah also i kind of think that she maybe only knows how to write one type of intriguing male love interest
0: yeah yeah i guess that's a thing because it makes sense to me with edward yeah. In, in there, and in, in the beginning of the book, when he kicks her out and is like, "Get out of here," um, and 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 does the like, I, I never, I don't, you're not good for me, all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and, and breaks up and does the, um, it's not me, it's you, so that she'll actually leave thing. I get that, but in this situation with Jacob, again, it just doesn't, and it also, but that also jives with Edward kind of just in general, like yeah. he's a colder person, and like it, so, it doesn't feel out of <laughs> like literally, um, it doesn't feel out of character, even though it's it is out of character to an extent he is like lying and that sort of thing. But yeah, I think the thing with Jacob is it just, it, 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 to me, it would have made more sense if, because she's also not done anything that like means that he can't be around her. He's okay. He can go be part of this pack, Why does that mean he can't talk to her anymore? Like, I I don't think.
1: Well, I think we're supposed to surmise from meeting Emily later that he feels like it's not safe for her to be around him. Okay. Which, again, I guess that's only one type of intriguing male love interest.
0: I guess that's what it is. But to me, it's just, it, it, it felt so incongruous. With Jacob that I didn't even and maybe that maybe that maybe that does work in that regard. The fact that his his in, in the movie, that scene where he's yelling at her felt so poorly acted, maybe it is intentional, potentially, yeah. because he is putting on like a a show. It's just to me, it, it it didn't feel whereas Edwards was obviously an act for the benefit of mm-hmm. getting her to leave. That didn't necessarily feel like that's what, to me, and maybe I just am dumb, but when I read that scene between Jacob and Bella the first time, didn't remotely read it as him, like, trying to get her not to hang out because he's worried that, about their relationship together. To me, it just felt like he was just being, like, a jerk yeah. for no reason Like, I don't know. It didn't add up to me for what in the same like everything out like Bella and Edward's relationship added up and what happened there. But theirs didn't Jacob and Bella's like the fall, that falling out scene just sort of felt like we didn't lay enough groundwork to make that make sense Mm -hmm. to me, at least. I don't know. I also prefer in the in the book that the meadow, she does finally go to the meadow in the movie.
2: Yeah, Um, there's
0: not the scene where they're trying to find together, but she goes by herself eventually and finds it and where she runs into Laurent. And in the movie, it, so the whole reason she's trying to find it in the book is that she thinks if she goes back there, it'll somehow make her feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll because she's she. It's this weird thing where she's she's like kind of trying to ride this fine line between, um, because she she has this big hole in herself, you know, that Edward left there, and she's if she thinks about Edward too much, it it hurts a lot, but also like completely excising it is not an option. So she's trying to find this like weird Mm -hmm. equilibrium and she thinks maybe going to the meadow will make her feel good without like triggering like her PTSD about their relationship essentially. Yeah. And in the, in the book she gets to the meadow and it's exactly the same, but it holds none of the magic that it did for her the first time because Edward's not there. Mm -hmm. And in the movie she gets to the meadow and everything's dead. And now I get, Obviously, visually um, and from a s- sort of symbolic storytelling point uh, what the why the movie made that decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like, OK, yeah, the, he's gone. Oh, this thing she gets there and it's oh, look, it's a sh- it's a shell of what it form is of its former self. It doesn't hold the beauty it did before. But there was something actually really I thought really subtle and nice about the books version where it's still the same meadow. It's still just as pretty. But it's not. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that to me is much more interesting. It's a lot harder to get that across in a movie, like because we have to hear her. Because in the book, we literally just get uh, Bella's thoughts, where she goes, "Oh, it's it's the same, but it's it's not the same." You know, Mm -hmm. you can't do that. I mean, you could do it in the movie with the voiceover or whatever. But so I get why they changed it. I just like the book's version more.
1: There's a scene in both the book and the movie where Jake. After he's turned into a werewolf and they've had that falling out scene that we just discussed, he sneaks into Bella's room through her window mm-hmm. and tries to get her to, he kind of like gives her some hints and, yeah. Like asks her to remember like this story that he told her, yeah. to try to get her to figure it out on her own since yeah. he can't tell her.
0: I would put that scene slightly more. I, I put it in the movie, nailed it because he does the same thing. But I, I, there's elements yeah. of that that I would put in the in the better in the book that hold their conversation. I know you're talking about the part right before it, but there. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, go ahead, but I, the way that he gets into her room in the book, he kind of awkwardly gets in by like climbing the tree.
0: He climbs a tree, and then he swings, like, yeah. on monkey bars. Like, he, he's, and, like, like, on a branch. himself. He, like, which I'm like, how himself? big is your
1: window? Yeah. But also, in the movie, it was just so ridiculous looking. Like, he does, like, supernatural parkour yeah. up into her bedroom. Yeah,
0: they were trying to, sh- yeah.
1: And I get what the movie's trying to do.
0: Just show off his, you know, new athletic sort of...
1: But also, it looked stupid.
0: It looked a little. I thought it looked okay. I, the thing is that I think the way the book did it would have looked silly because in the the way it's described in the book is it look he literally is like swinging on a branch and then yeah. swings himself through the window. And I think it might have looked a little equally as silly, maybe. Yeah. But like less graceful so i get why they changed it but
1: now i will say i liked that the movie opened that scene with an allusion to romeo and juliet with her like leaning out the window and him standing down on the ground i thought that was nice
0: yeah because in the in the book he's already up in the tree yeah when she opens the window yeah that's how she notices him out there
1: so we meet the character of Emily mm-hmm. in both the book and the movie. Emily is Sam, the werewolf's fiance. Mm-hmm. And she has these scars on her face from uh, this one time that Sam lost control. Yeah. In his werewolf-ness. Yeah. And like slashed her face. Yeah. And I thought her scars sounded way more gnarly in the book. The book describes it like her mouth is kind of yeah. twisted on one side, and her eye is like twisted up. Yeah, um, it's definitely
0: more extensive in the yeah. in the book.
1: And the movie, I thought, went kind of subtle with yeah, it. Yeah,
0: they went. They she just has like three claw marks, and this and it's a little, you know, the skin's a little scarred and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, definitely in the in the in the book, her her mouth on one side is like, you know. It uh, sounds like it sounds
1: it. way more shocking yeah. to see for the first well, and they time also, in the book.
0: A thing that I thought was really strange that they didn't do in the movie, and I guess there's some there's something to it because I, I I could see going both ways with this. I was going to add this to better in the book, but I didn't because I, I feel of two minds about it. But in the book, it's described that uh, Bella walks into the kitchen where she's in, and they have the same comment before where one of them says, "Don't stare," mm-hmm. and then they get into the room or they get into the kitchen, and Bella sees her. And sees only uh, half of her face, the unscarred half of her face, um, like from profile. Yeah, and and has a thought about how beautiful she is, and like why not stare because she's pretty or something. And then, um, and then she turns around and Bella sees the other side of her face, and it's like revealed, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh!" Uh, and the movie doesn't really do that. The movie, yeah, no, the really. movie, she immediately turns to camera, like as soon as Bella walks in or as soon as we see her she's she's already in motion moving the camera. Like, mm-hmm. we don't get a shot of her, of it holding on one side where we're only seeing, you know, her, her unscarred side of her face and then revealing. And I was like, that seems like a missed opportunity. But I also, like, in terms of, like, a reveal type of thing, but I also yeah. thought it, it showed some restraint and and sort of forward thinking to not make a reveal of somebody's scar. Like, That's do fair. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. Feels, it feels sort of like, uh, gross and like um exploitative to be like oh oh look how pretty she is nah she's not she's a monster you know what i mean like that sort of reveal that the book describes yeah feels tactless and and weird on like as i thought more about it so i was like i'm kind of glad the movie didn't do that it would feel, like it's a classic like horror movie thing you know where you see the person who mm-hmm. you see only see one side and then it turns around and they're like you know the Uh, the Phantom of the Opera type thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay. I don't know if that's why they made that choice or if they just didn't film it or something. But (laughs) if that was the reason, I actually, I thought that made, I was like, okay, you know, that feels like a much more restrained, uh, respectful way to approach that as opposed to just like making it a gag. That's fair. So uh, the shirts, the shirtless look and the jean shorts that all of the, 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 the pack wear, is is exactly what is described in the book
2: mm-hmm.
0: but in the movie it looks so goofy and it's <laughs> it's a style that has not aged well in particular sam's he has like mid calf like they're yeah. like very long jean shorts um and they're like <laughs> they're like c- the cut off short
1: pants that and they're it cut but yeah. they're cut
0: off like yeah. they're ripped off jeans and it just looks i don't know it looks a little silly like it looks i don't it's something about it's that longer short it's it's just i think if they were shorter like they would mm-hmm. look less silly like if it, they were but even then like the shirtless with just the jean shorts it's we'll get to this but i i think there's <laughs> some weird like um homophobic coding in all of this from mm-hmm. stephanie meyer i have a want to talk about that later um but yeah, it just, it doesn't look good. It looks silly. Like, it always kind of made me chuckle in the movie. And so I have not been in the book because even though it's described in the book, you can't, I'm not actively seeing it. So <laughs> I can just imagine, like, a more reasonable length short or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, and on the issue, or on the subject of their clothes, though, I did always like that the book addressed the fact that their clothes just get shredded yeah. when they go wolf.
0: Yeah, I don't remember if the movie comments on that it at all. It doesn't,
1: because they there's that first scene where we see Paul and Jacob, Jacob both transform. Yeah. And then when they come back in, they're both wearing Is it the same their clothes, clothes again. I think I, so. Yeah, I
0: thought Jacob was wearing different clothes in that scene, but I could be wrong. I thought he had different clothes than he had previously. But it, but it's definitely never like explicitly yeah. comments Which on
1: Which in the book explicitly comments on yeah. it.
0: They're talking and I, about how, I like, thought, they're running out of shirts or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I
1: thought the movie missed an opportunity because in the book, there's this description of, like, she said describes them as, like, exploding yeah. into their werewolf form yeah. and then, like, bits of fabric just rain down. Yeah, fall down. And I thought the movie missed an opportunity there to have, like, bits of denim just, like, yeah. falling.
0: Falling, raining <laughs> denim. It's raining denim. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I agree because the movie never does never explicitly makes a comment on it and there seemed like there was kind of an easy joke there yeah like in a moment of you could find a moment of levity for that because the book does it, an okay job with it mm-hmm. and it is one of those things that's kind of fun and adds to the world of like or at least it's one of those things that somebody would be like well what happens to their clothes like, yeah it just rips off yeah <laughs> they gotta get new clothes i mean they
1: just yeah they just shred
0: and it's, it is one of the reasons that they do run around shirtless
1: yeah so they're wasting fewer clothes they're
0: only wasting old jeans shorts or whatever <laughs> Maybe that's why they're such ugly shorts. They're like only <laughs> wearing their worst.
1: <laughs> I mean, though, no. I sure. But also they should just be wearing like cheap basketball shorts. They really, like, yeah. Jeans are expensive. Yeah.
0: They really should just be wearing, yeah. Well, I, I think, I, I, you know, I, I do think that it's implied in the book and the movie again never addresses this, that. Because the movie, the book definitely talks about how like because Paul loses his temper and and mm-hmm. accidentally becomes a wolf all the time, he's like going through his clothes too yeah. fast. So there is the implication in that that normally when they're gonna turn into a wolf, they get <laughs> they naked they
2: all first, just
1: strip down. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're like, all right, it's what they do. The they do the they go into a phone booth and they like they do the Superman <laughs> thing and they take all their clothes off. But I do wonder, and but it's just easier with. But the basketball shorts would be better instead of like jean shorts because mm-hmm. they can just whoop. No, yeah. but what they need. This is a great joke. Why is this not in there? They need the the LeBron uh, rip away basketball pants, tear away,
1: tear away pants. Tear away yes, <laughs>
0: with the buttons, and <laughs> when they're gonna turn into a wolf, they just throw them up in the air and then transform into a wolf. I, yeah, uh, amazing. That's, that would be. That's got to be in one of the like terrible uh, spoof movies that, yeah. like, Vampire suck or whatever. But yeah, because I, I was like, that would that would be better. Is if they had that. And they would actually look better if they were just wearing like basketball pants or something instead of like terrible cut off jean shorts. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways.
1: So there's this uh, plot point threaded through the first part of the book before we get to the werewolf reveal that there are hikers. disappearing or turning up dead. Yeah. and The movie um, does a bad
0: job with this whole plot line.
1: Yeah. Right. And, it's like, some people have seen, like, this massive animal, and they think there's, like, a huge bear on the loose. Yeah. And, of course, then it's revealed that it's actually the wolf pack. Yeah. Um, but Bella... Thinks that it, the werewolves ha- are the ones who have been killing these people yeah. and kind of like confronts Jacob about it. And they have like this after she
0: finds out Jacob is a wolf. Yeah,
1: fan. she like confronts him about it and they have this whole like conversation of misunderstanding, yeah. which um, I hated. That conversation, th- yeah, it was to be horrible. Fair. I was
0: glad that wasn't in the book, but
1: <laughs> um, all of it, the book and movie, that was all terrible. But I am They're glad just communicate to each other.
0: In the book, that that at least happens quickly. It was one of the things yeah. I mentioned that at least like she doesn't think he's uh, he's around killing people for like chapters and chapters. Yes. it's like she thinks they it, have, and then immediately and then they have like sort one conversation. And I was like, thank God, I would have yeah. lost my mind if I had to go <laughs> and spin chapter after chapter of her like trying to figure out what to do about Jacob murdering people. I'm like, oh,
1: but if this is so poorly set up in the movie. They do a terrible job yeah. of setting up that whole thread.
0: You know, I. It feels like the scene before she finds out she runs into the wolves, where she goes to the meadow and runs into the wolves. They have like one mention of a hiker yeah. where it's going missing or something. Whereas in the book, there's been like a half dozen yeah. or something.
1: And they do they do a good job with that in the first movie, yeah, of setting that yeah, up. Yeah, because
0: we have the recurring scenes yeah. of like people getting eaten, and yeah, it's surprised they didn't. Well, I maybe it was already similar enough they didn't want to like completely <laughs> copy everything that happened. Um,
1: but anyway it's so poorly set up that when we do get to the point of, they should have just taken this out and cut it out. When we do get to the point of Bella confronting Jacob and being like, well, why do you have to kill people? It feels like this really awkward shoehorned in like, and if I hadn't read the book, I'd be like, why does she think that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We literally hadn't seen anybody be killed. We'd heard one person like mention it offhand. Like I think Harry mentioned it in the kitchen or whatever. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we hadn't seen anything. We hadn't, because there's, yeah. If you didn't read the book, you would be like, what? Why is he killing? Who's he killing? The only person we've seen him go after is Laurent. What? Yeah, like, okay.
1: Uh, The movie, I think, I don't recall that this was in the movie. If it was, I totally missed it.
0: I don't think it was.
1: In the book, Bella tells Jacob about the extra powers that some of the colons have, that uh, Edward's mind reading analysis. future predictions and uh, and, uh jasper Jasper's as well yeah
0: emotion manipulation thing
1: oh, but she doesn't do that in the movie
0: yeah i don't remember it if she does yeah. i don't think she does
1: but then at the end jacob seems to know that edward can read his thoughts
0: yeah so oh yeah he who does. knows maybe she did tell him i don't i don't remember i don't remember, remember
1: that happening point. If she did, they did a bad job with it because neither of us remember it.
0: Yeah. Um, this is another thing. Uh, and we have this this particular scene. Uh, we have a lot to talk about in later sections because overall we we liked what the movie did with, uh, with Bella's cliff diving scene. But um, one of the things that I thought the, the movie kind of failed at that the book did a much better job of was explaining her motivations behind going up there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Is that in the movie, it, it's it just seems sort of like she's she's we get we get the implication that she's like alone. She talks about being lonely.
2: Yeah. um, Because
0: Jacob's out on patrol all the time. Uh, And when she's alone, she you know, she gets sad and blah, blah, blah. And then and then,
1: then she I decides to go.
0: She goes up to the cliff, and it's almost left ambiguous to us as a viewer, as if maybe she is going there to like try to kill yeah. herself. Like but I think the, that's yeah, maybe the what the movie's trying to do is play like us as
1: yeah, but like, it, it ends up or whatever. It ends up feeling like we go point A to point B to point G. Yeah,
0: yeah. She's like, I'm alone. Uh, when I'm alone, I, 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 you know, I get, I get. Uh, it's when it's the hardest, and then she goes up to the cliff. And then she jumps off, and you're like, what? And then afterwards, she's like, oh, I wasn't trying to kill myself. And you're like, oh, okay, oh, I guess. Weren't, weren't you? Where in the book, <laughs> it's very clear that like her and Jacob made plans to go jump yes. off the cliff, and then, and uh, then Jacob he, has to leave. And then he
1: has to leave because they... They, just, uh, they spot Victoria yeah. or they catch her scent or something like yeah. that. So he's and going he, to chase yeah. her, and he's like, "I'll be back. Just stay here." Yeah,
0: and she's like, well, "I'm going to go jump it off the cliff, yeah, anyways." Like,
1: I'm going to go do it by myself. And it is a similar
0: motivation of still like she doesn't like being alone and she wants right. that thrill and, and to hear Edward. You know, it's all similar things, but it's just the movie tries to leave us in the dark, and it and it and they do, but it doesn't.
1: It doesn't add do much Yeah, to, it doesn't like, do the, what they want it to do. Yeah,
0: to me, I'm like, I'm I, you know. And maybe it would to somebody who's never read the book who because maybe you would be like, oh, wait, is she trying to kill herself? Like mm-hmm. maybe it do- it is because we know that's not what's going on. So like maybe that like misdirection works for somebody who hasn't read the yeah, book. Yeah, maybe. Potentially, whereas for us it wouldn't. I don't know. Um, but I just thought the whole thing was a bit muddy and didn't. I don't know. I don't know if it added up the way they wanted it to. Uh, so another part that's left out of the movie uh, <laughs> is when they're on the way to Italy. Mm -hmm. and and i think overall you're right this is cutting this down was a good call yeah we spend
1: a lot of time on a plane we spend a a
0: travel montage it's the the last third of the book is planes trains and automobiles (laughs) and uh but alice and bella are on the plane going to italy and on the way there Alice basically says to Bella that she's been considering turning her into a vampire she's like ah, I'm just gonna do it <laughs> like yeah she's like I think it's just be easier if I just turn you into a vampire and Bella's like yeah 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 do it she goes honestly I think it's all gotten beyond ridiculous I'm debating whether just to change you myself and Bella's like well uh, yeah <laughs> and then her next line uh she's, or Alice says did I scare you I thought that's what you wanted. I do. I gasped. Oh, Alice, do it now! I could help you so much, and I wouldn't slow you down. Bite me. <laughs> and uh, that scene's not in the movie, um, but it—I liked it, and it fueled my my Alice Bella slash fix. So. <laughs> uh, I uh, I enjoyed that scene in the book, but overall, they we do spend a little too long.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of time. Flying and driving. and Flying on planes and having quiet conversations. Yeah. When they do get to Italy and Bella has to race across the square in Volterra, she stops Edward just in the nick of time, kind of. Um, and
0: if you haven't seen the movie or read the book, the whole plot, we, we explained he's going to commit suicide, but the way he was going to do that is he's going to reveal himself in this crowded square mm-hmm. so that he's shown to be a vampire. And then everybody would see him and this would force the – the Volturi. The Volturi who are like the high council of vampires yeah. to execute him essentially <laughs> yeah, for breaking their main rule.
1: Because you can't just kill yourself as a vampire. Yeah, apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, but the movie leaves out, I mean, they kind of hint at it-ish.
0: Yeah, they, yeah, they do leave it out. But yeah.
1: there's this whole moment where when she stops him, when he thinks that because she's there... That means that he's died and, and gone, gone to, to some kind of heaven, afterlife, yeah, yeah. Heaven or something.
0: I, I, that, and there's like the brief moment where yeah, and she ex- has to convince him that that's not what's going on, and mm-hmm. there's a hint at it in the movie. I didn't think that made any sense to me in the book. I was very confused at what was happening because I was, and then I realized, oh, he thinks he's dead mm-hmm. because, but I'm like, but why would he have? How would he have died? all that left me was questions on how he thinks the vampires kill other vampires who break the rules because he walks out into the sun and then they immediately disintegrate him from afar. (laughs) Like what, 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 how would he think he died in that moment is my question. That was what was weird to me. I don't know. That was very confusing about that scene to me. He's like, he thinks he's dead. I'm like, but nothing happened to you. How would you be dead? Can they kill you with mind Beams from Like they're not (laughs) there They're not like standing there watching him They're in their you know Volturi building or whatever um, Volturi uh, office building Underground office building And I just didn't understand he's like oh I'm dead And it's like but nothing what killed you Nothing happened to you I agree
1: it's not logical (laughs) But also It makes sense for him to not be logical In that moment Uh,
0: Sure I guess yeah it's fair. I just was very confused by how he thought he had died. <laughs> it's like, how, what killed you? Uh, I I get why the movie added a fight scene at the end. So once he, she stops him from revealing himself, um, kind of. It's also kind of poorly described in the book. I yeah. could not tell how much he got into the sun. Yeah. I was like, it seems like he's a little in the sun, but nobody saw him maybe. I don't know, which is what happens in the book is like he gets out yeah. in, or in the movie. It's, he gets out in the sun, but like nobody sees him.
1: It's an action scene that's kind of difficult to parse yeah. in the book.
0: Yeah, because again, he's trying to walk into the sunlight and we and he's in like the shadow. And the movie, I think, does a good enough job of like making it mm-hmm. translating, I think, what I thought happened, which is yeah. like he kind of yeah. gets into the sun a little, but nobody has chance to like turn around and see him.
1: And that is one of the places the where girl. I think
0: <laughs> maybe that little girl's gonna ooh, okay, never mind, sorry.
1: <laughs> it is one of the places where I think we ha we need the benefit of a visual medium. Yeah. Because it's hard to parse what's happening and part of that is because it's difficult for us to orient ourselves in that space. Like where exactly yeah. is he, and where what exactly is he doing, yeah, and, and where like, what's the where light is, situation? Yeah. Because well, that's like, where is such... Bella, and how yeah. far away from him is yeah. she, and how many obstacles are there? And like all of it is just a little bit difficult to suss out. It was similar
0: to the the car crash scene in the first one. That yeah, I had issue. Yeah, and I, the biggest thing for me is that because the the rules of the sun are so kind of murky mm-hmm. with vampires in general, not just in this, in terms of like direct sunlight versus indirect sun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, I had my, my biggest issue with that scene in the book when I was reading it was like, okay, so he's in like a, a dark alley, they say,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he's walking towards where the sun's hitting. But like, is there, at what point is he in the sun? Quote unquote versus, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I don't know. The whole thing was just a little, meh. but, but the movie does an okay job of showing what happened. No, but my, I was going to say is that I'll have to remember for a future one. I didn't, it was not one of my predictions in this one, but a little girl in the movie does see him. She's Mm -hmm. not mentioned in the book, so probably not going to happen. But in the movie, a little girl does see him, but nobody else does. And I was like, what if that little girl commits her life to figuring out what the heck she saw that day? (laughs) And she like, she like, she, she graduates, she grows up, she goes through high school and, uh, she, she graduates and goes to college, but she goes to college, uh, in Italy, she's like she becomes this like committed to like doing this research to figure out who the sparkling handsome man she saw in that square was. Um, and then she she stumbles across she stumbles across the secret of vampires, and she's like, "Holy shit, there's vampires!"
1: I feel like Stephanie Meyer is gonna listen to our podcast, it's like the Blade and we're origin gonna story. we're gonna give her an idea for the next Twilight Saga. Yeah, book. I'm just
0: saying that little girl could be. That's like a little thing that yeah. you could if you wanted to do a weird spin-off with or something. She
1: could have like a, a conspiracy wall, but it would be like in that one scene from Doctor Who where they have where the guy has like pictures of him throughout history. Oh, yeah, but yeah. she's got like pictures yeah. of Edward. It's Edward, like, it's like all 19th of his, century All of Edward his yearbook like, photos. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's just like <laughs> dozens and dozens of the yearbook photos and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that would be great oh i want that's the thing that's the series is a spin-off it's a it's a it's like a it's like an x-files style spin-off it's just that little girl trying to crack the mystery of this ageless sparkly man that she saw in a square when she was eight years old and it turns into like a like a a, a, a uh, uh uh what's that what's uh the one that just came out on on cw or whatever the um young girl detective um
1: oh i don't know what you're talking about the the
0: young girl detective the uh cw is making a show or made a show it doesn't matter are you talking
1: about nancy drew yes
0: like nancy drew but like she's like it's like a well no that's like an episodic mystery never gonna
1: ignore the part where you didn't know nancy drew
0: i did but i just couldn't remember the name um but anyways i that would be a fun uh spin-off movie or series it's like agree. it has nothing yes. to do with them at all. <laughs> it's just like her trying to figure out what's going on. But anyway, so the whole point of this that we got sidetracked was that they're going uh he doesn't quite reveal himself, but so they go in front of the council of
3: vampires. Council or whatever, of Vampires.
0: Um with Aro and Cassius and whatever the other guy's name is. And basically they're like, Okay, well Bella knows too much, we're gonna have to kill her. Mm-hmm. And this is the same in the book, in the movie. Uh, and they're like, uh, how about we don't kill her? Instead, uh, uh, we're going to turn her... Alice is like, what if we turn her into a vampire? And they're like, oh, you're going to turn her into a vampire? And they're like, uh, maybe? And Edward's like, no. I mean, maybe? <laughs> um, and then, uh, basically, they're like, sure, we'll, do, we'll turn her into a vampire. And they're like, we'll check back up, make sure you turn her into a vampire. That's what happens in the book. Mm-hmm. In the movie... Same thing happens, except in the intervening part. intervening part when they're like, uh, "We're gonna have to kill Edward. Or we're gonna have to kill Bella." This leads to a big fight mm-hmm. because they go to kill her, and Edward's like, "No!" And they like, they have a fight. Yeah, I get it. I get why the fights in there. It's this is a yeah. a teen action. It's not an action movie, but like a a teen drama summer blockbuster gotta have Maybe some like, action oh we
1: need we need a an action we need
0: a fight scene here. so there's like a fight scene it's it's fine but it just doesn't add anything yeah. for me
1: like initially when that started i was like okay cool a little bit of action but it went on far too long i it think just my, yeah i thought that if they had stopped with like him initially jumping to defend her and like yeah. the other guys slamming him down yeah i thought if it had stopped there yeah Fine.
0: Yeah, because the thing that I didn't like about it Is that Aro's Aero, character is so interesting He's the best part of this book and this movie Yes is, He's so fascinating Because we do, you don't know what his deal is yet And I loved that I was like super into him um, And I think it cheapens him a little bit That uh, What I liked in the book is that he just, he's hes so fascinating. You don't know what his motivations are. Mm-hmm. And so when he's like, well, we got to kill her because she knows about vampires. So you're like, okay, that makes sense. Um, but then they're like, immediately when they propose, like, oh, no. Uh, like, I, I like that it never escalates to violence and that it's just him like sort yeah. of, like, bantering through this situation in his he's weird like, RO way. Like he's, he's, like,
1: chaotic, neutral, yeah. personified. Yeah. Like, he's he's just doing everything for the lulls, yeah. as people used to say.
0: Right. And and there's something about the way that it plays out in the book that, and, and the movie's very similar, and I think Michael Sheen does a great job. We'll talk about him more. But I just, I don't know, the fight scene detracted a little bit from what I thought was, like, his scene, mm-hmm. like where he's the most interesting. Um, and, and again, trying to figure out what his motivation is to take a break and watch Edward and this dude fight for like 45 seconds. I was like, <laughs> just didn't care. I was like, ah, whatever. Like, it's not yeah. interesting.
1: Well, the movie shows uh, as they're leaving the uh, Voltori's throne room. Yeah. Uh, the movie shows Heidi, who is another vampire, leading in a group of people. To be their next meal, yeah, which is in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but the book mentions an old woman like clutching a rosary, yeah, which I thought was like a great gruesome detail.
0: It's really good because it, it explicitly lingers on Bella's. It, it basically the book gives us a single person to identify with, there, yeah, as opposed to like just a nameless, faceless group of people yeah. walking by. Um, and Bella, like she, she seems to know something's wrong. Yeah, like this lady does and nobody else does. They're all just like like on like they're on a tour or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that she knows and is panicking makes it much darker and like much more like intense than the movie ever gets it to be.
1: I I, I so wish that detail would have made it into the movie. It's just this horrifying, gruesome little moment. And it does linger with Bella. And I think that is important. In her character yeah. development,
0: yeah, I agree, and it, it was it was surprising to me that they didn't have some similar, even if it was something different. I mean, the closest we get is that we see there are some kids in the group, but again, yeah. we, we don't see anybody's face. We don't; see, they just walk past. Yeah, we don't we don't get it, we don't get to identify. And, and which is the thing that you it seems like movie making one one, which and it's really surprising is that you if you're gonna do that, you have to give us one person mm-hmm. to uh, latch onto versus just like. A big group, a big of group people. of people. Okay, yeah. they, we don't care. Like, give us a story. Give us somebody.
1: When they get back from Italy, Edward and Jacob have a confrontation. They almost it's the fight. In yeah, in the
0: book. Yeah,
2: and Jacob, the movie.
1: Jacob of. turns into a werewolf. And they almost yeah come to blows. I hated that.
0: Yeah, I I really preferred it in the book. The same scene happens in the book and the movie. Yeah. Um, it's the epilogue in the book, and it uh, they can they talk to each other and they kind of have a conversation. And a lot of it's similar, but they add some more to it in the movie. Uh, some stuff that I really didn't like. In particular, the one thing I didn't like is that Edward walks, or Bella walks up to Jacob and basically says directly to him, she goes, It was always going to be Edward or something. It yeah. just feels weirdly cold and mean, like in a. Yeah. Because she doesn't say that in a book and she never makes any sort of weird, like. I don't know. It just felt like, Why did she need to, like, say that to him? I don't know. It just felt strange to me. Um, that they decided to add that line in the in the movie, um, but the whole scene, uh, they actually like go to start fighting, like you said in the movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the book, Jacob starts to get upset and then they leave, mm-hmm. and they're and like Edward like kind of like puts Bella behind him because he thinks like Jacob's going to transform, but he doesn't. Like as they're leaving, he like transforms and runs off. But yeah, I, I, I just like that I don't know. There was one particular change that I really liked at the end that we'll talk about shortly, but. That, in general, I thought that epilogue, that scene didn't, yeah. I don't know, wasn't as good in the movie.
1: And another thing that the movie skipped over, this happens before the epilogue, I just have it in the wrong place and more in our notes, uh, is the fact that Edward and Bella actually fucking communicate with each other at the end of the book and, like, talk about their feelings. Like, imagine. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Concept.
0: There's a little bit of it in the movie, but not nearly as much. Like,
1: and it's not riveting to read. No. And it probably drags on a little too long in the book. But fuck, man. Yeah. (laughs) Communication.
0: You're talking about where they're in her bedroom and she's talking about.
1: There's a little bit of it then. And there's a little bit of it when they're still like at the Volturi, when they're like in the waiting room. And a little bit on the plane, too, I guess. Just where they they have a couple different conversations where Bella comes to understand how Edward feels about her. Yeah. And Edward comes to understand the depth of her feelings for him. Yeah. So that now, like, okay, fuck, finally, yeah. we're on the same page that's here. After, at last.
0: That's after the plane, because there's this whole thing, what I'll talk about in the next segment. Uh, there's this weird dynamic of their relationship while they're still in Italy and on the whole plane back that I thought was really dumb that the movie mm-hmm. does away with, which we'll we'll talk about. Because they kind of do it in the movie. They do it in a different place, but we'll get to it here in a second. So that was it for Better in the Book. A uh, handful of things, but we got a lot more to talk about in Better in the Movie.
2: My life has taught me one lesson, Hugo, and not the one I thought it would. Happy endings only happen in the movies.
0: Uh, the movie opens up on a tease of the courtyard scene from the end, which I thought was like the the big plaza scene where she's mm-hmm. running. We start with her running through and it's in this very clearly like old city and there's like these red things. We don't as a movie viewer, you're like, what is going on here? Obviously, as a book reader, we knew what that was. Um, but I think it's a fun tease to the end where she's running clearly for something. And then I thought it was also a clever cut that it then transitions she runs through the crowd and passes through some people. And then it cuts to her passing out, coming out of these trees into the meadow. Mm -hmm. And that actually launches into where the book starts, which is with her dream about getting old. Yeah. Like her, her dream about becoming an old lady. Um, And I thought that was a clever choice, clever cut together to give us a little bit of the flash forward to the end, but then also combine it with where the book actually starts in sort of a clever way uh, and still giving us that, that meadow scene. I thought it was interesting. Um, I thought it did a good job, and I also thought I have it. It was like in a, my movies. Nails it segment is the the meadow scene with Edward, where she sees herself as an old lady. Yeah. Um, and it's it was, she thinks it's her grandma at first, but then realizes as the, the person. And they even had that little detail where like she like she has her arm around Edward, and then the her grandma she thinks has like her arm out to the side, and she doesn't know why. <laughs> 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 figure it out and then realizes that it's. That she's not seeing Edward in this reflection of herself mm-hmm. or whatever. I thought that was uh, very well done and very similar to the book, um, which was an, an, an OK scene in the book as well. I also love in the movie that we don't get your classic let me catch you up first chapter of a sequel, <laughs> which uh, we talked about a lot in the Harry Potter ones mm-hmm. um, where it's like, let me give you a quick recap. Uh, and we get a very similar thing in the first chapter of this one where it's trying to figure out a way to work in all the relevant details from the previous book <laughs> and all the like world building that you did in the previous book, try to slam that all into one chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a, it sounds like such a nightmare. Oh, uh, we're the reference I have here. I, Lindsay Ellis just tweeted about it. Like the other day, her first book just came out and she's like working on the sequel for it. And she was taught, she tweeted about how m- much of a pain it is to write that,
2: <laughs> to do that, let me
0: catch you up first chapter of a sequel. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't sound. Because it's no way to do it. W- There's almost no way to do it well. Like, it always comes across as just like, yeah.
1: You do uh, the Babysitter's Club method, and you just devote yourself to redescribing what everyone's wearing. <laughs> but it's always different outfits, so it's fine. Yeah. But the outfits tell you about their characters, so it's great. Mm-hmm. You never read any Babysitter's Club any books, babysitter's so books. you don't <laughs> know what I'm talking about. I do
2: not about. know what you're talking about.
1: Charlie makes a joke about Bella having a gray hair in the movie that I thought was kind of funny. And she's immediately like, what are you talking
0: about? Yeah, she's very much caught up in her and uh, growing older. Yeah. Which the movie does an OK job of um, between the the dream sequence and then that uh, and then her discussion with Edward later. Um, I actually have that in the movie now. We'll talk about it here in a second. But yeah, it, it's a fun little joke, and, and it's a good. It's 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 still one of the better things that these movies do is capture her and Charlie's relationship mm-hmm. pretty well, mm-hmm. like the their dynamic, um, and that actor who plays Charlie always does a really good job.
1: Um, it felt kind of super random to me that Jacob just like shows up at Bella's school in the beginning. Like, I get that he's there to give her a birthday present or yeah. whatever, but it was felt kind of like, why are you here? Yeah. Uh, But it was nice of the movie to remind us that Jacobs builds cars. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like the book did a particularly good job of that. Um, And he gives her a dream catcher, which is cliche, but kind of cute.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a little like, all right. But it it ends up working out. I mean, it's one of those things that that you definitely feel like maybe on a second right of the book, Stephanie Meyer might have done because Mm -hmm. nightmares become such a... Prominent aspect of what happens to Bella mm-hmm. Like she suffers from nightmares Constantly so it is kind of like A clever like Call forward
3: yeah
1: in a way To yeah.
0: the events forthcoming in the In the story
1: I liked that the movie Showed them watching Romeo and Juliet During class yeah And the book her and Edward watch, watch it, it at, home at home Together I thought it made more Sense for them to be watching it in class Yeah and I liked the like slow Pan of all of the Students like, like reactions or, to it. Yeah.
0: I also liked, and I think I had this in the movie, nailed it. But it was a, it was a fun little detail that the movie included, um, and and arguably is actually maybe more effective. They're different; they're very different. Um, that that Edward knows every word to it
2: mm-hmm. by
0: memory in the book. That happens by him as they're watching it. They're like cuddling on the couch, and he's like whispering all the lines in her ear, which is cute and romantic in its own way. But there is, I I, I thought the the way it's done in the movie is a little more dramatic mm-hmm. and makes and something about it is worked for me a lot, which is that the teacher like calls on him or something to like recite a part and yeah. Edward just recites it without opening the book or whatever. <laughs> just like and the camera just pushes in on him as he like does the whole thing. And I thought there was some fun drama to that. Like he just knows all of Romeo and Juliet. So I I, I thought that was fun too. I also thought it was a good idea, similar to how they the first movie sets up the evil vampires hunting people throughout the course of the movie, Mm -hmm. which we don't get in the book other than mentions of it in the first book. Uh, we see the Voltaire very early in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a flashback technically, uh,
1: of when Carlisle. of when Carlyle was with them,
0: them, um, because we, it was mentioned early and this is a scene that was actually in the first book that they moved to this one where when Bella goes to their house for her birthday party, Edward is like, showing her Carlisle's office Mm -hmm. and talking about this painting of the Volturi and explaining the Volturi. That's that scene happens in the first book. um, And it wasn't in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. But they do it in a shortened version in this one, but I thought it was clever of them to then translate, transfer into us actually watching them. And then this is when he explains the rules about vampires. And I thought that was also clever. I didn't think I have a note about it. I thought it was also a good change to move the, the explanation of there being rules and there Mm -hmm. being like this high order of, of vampires to the beginning of the story, as opposed to Alice explaining this on the plane, on the way to Italy at the end. Mm -hmm. Cause that's when it happens in the book. She's like, Oh yeah, there's a Volturi. They got, I mean, she knows who the Volturi are, but like, she's like, Oh, and they got these rules. And although in the there's a a funny line in the book where, where Bella goes, there are rules. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. But I thought it made sense to move that to the front of the story here um, and also just to see them and then see them execute a vampire um, and see that Carlisle's kind of like eh, yeah. you know, weirded out by it. it all, the, all of that made a lot of sense to me. Um, and the more Michael Sheen we get, the better. So
1: The movie makes the wise decision to cut Bella working at the sporting goods store with Mike.
0: Oh, thank which God. doesn't
1: matter to the story at all. Other
0: than that we get a couple references to the, the people being killed by bears yeah. there. but. You could do that other ways. I mean, the movie doesn't do it at all, but you could do yeah. it other ways. Um, and we get less of Mike the incel, so that's great. <laughs> good lord, Mike's the worst.
1: He really is. He gets
0: he's worse than he was in the first one. He was already not good in the first one. Um, they did a good job casting him because <laughs> the guy <laughs> that plays Mike just looks like the worst. Uh.
1: I also thought the movie really upped the Annie. In uh, Port Angeles by having her Actually get on the bike With the strange guy Yeah so
0: she goes uh, At one point she goes to Port Angeles With Jessica to go see a movie To kind of like prove to her dad Like to mainly for a couple reasons One for herself to kind of like Distract herself but also to like Get her dad off her case about not doing anything And when she gets there uh, She has this moment where she sees These guys outside a bar This Mm -hmm. is what happens in the book and she thinks it's
1: she thinks it's the same, it's the same guys. guys
0: from the first book yeah. uh, who 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 uh, Edward rescued her from. And in the book, she just walks up to them. And, it, and this is the first time she hears Edward's voice. Same thing that happens in the movie. But in the book, like I said, they're just standing outside a bar and she just walks up to him and then gets close and then looks at him and realizes they're not them. And then just kind of walks away. Mm-hmm. And then that's how it ends and like you said in the movie they change that to them like sitting on some motorcycles and she actually walks up and then gets on the motorcycle yeah with the guy and they ride off and I thought this made perfect sense in like numerous different ways one Jessica's reaction Jessica's oh. really mad at her in the yeah. book for nothing like because she walked uh, 10 feet away to look at a bar or something like it yeah. is, seems like an, a weird overreaction it really does by Jessica to her to, to Bella just like kind of walking away and looking at something I get, I get that she's being kind of like strange mm-hmm. but still whereas this when she gets on a motorcycle and drives off Jessica's reaction makes perfect sense like yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you like you just left me here what are you doing <laughs> like and in uh, like you said it ups the ante sort of it's, it's, it's an even more sort of dramatic scene but also it it's a a starting point for her like motorcycle
2: mm-hmm.
0: the that subplot like it, it just made perfect sense like every that, whoever came yeah. up with that idea I was like that yeah. yeah we get a little bit of when she gets to the meadow and and the and the wolves chase Laurent away we get, like, a couple moments of them, like, fighting, which was cool. Because this this is one thing you mentioned while we were watching it is that it looks a lot better mm-hmm. than the previous movie. Um, well, And we assumed the budget is probably, like, twice, mm-hmm. if not more. Because the first movie made so much money, I'm sure this one's budget um, was significantly higher. Uh, so they were able to put a lot more money into the CG and that sort of thing. Which they also had to, because in the first one they didn't have wolves, you know, they didn't have right. to do anything with that. They just uh
1: I'm so glad they got a bigger budget and better special effects before. Yeah. The werewolves. The
0: budget for this one was 50 million, yeah. which the budget for the first one, I believe I said was like 18 million or something. It was something crazy small.
1: But this one just looks so much better.
0: Yeah. Um and and now I know I one of the few things I am aware of from later movies is that they don't look great some of the CG has not aged super well, um, but that's there's a lot more going. Oh, the budget for the first one was 37 million, and this one was 50, so it went up, but not a ton. But it, it went up. I mean, that's still, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a 20 30 percent increase. I thought seeing a little bit of Laurent and the Wolves kind of duking it out was interesting.
1: So after Bella figures out that Jacob is a werewolf, and she goes to his house to confront him about it, but he's asleep, and she's like. Maybe I'll wait till he wakes up. Maybe I'll wait
0: till he wakes up, yeah.
1: Um, But she goes outside, and in the movie, she sees the other boys, the rest of the pack, walking up, and she confronts them, starts yelling at them, um, and she ends up punching Paul, the one who notoriously loses his temper, Yeah. and he, of course, loses his temper and goes full wolf, Mm -hmm. and then... Jacob like comes leaping over her yeah. and turns into a werewolf mid-jump to defend her and I really liked that change.
0: It makes perfect sense. So basically the difference here is that in the book she figures it out, she the exact same thing happens, she figures it out during while she's asleep in a dream. She goes to talk to Jacob about it. He's asleep. Um and then she waits and then he comes and talks to her and they have a discussion. And then he's like, okay, uh, let's go. I got to tell... She tells him some stuff about vampires and the Mm -hmm. colons and stuff. And he's like, ah, we got to tell the other guys this. So he takes her to them. And then this confrontation happens. Whereas the movie kind of just pushes that together. And it also makes a lot of sense because it it, it, it short circuits this weird thing where Jacob knows they're not going to be happy about her being there. But he brings her anyways. Mm -hmm. And then paul just gets really mad that she's even there yeah and then loses his mind whereas it makes perfect sense for bella to see them and be upset even though she knows what's going on yeah she still thinks she doesn't know why or how and she thinks maybe they're somehow forcing him because of his reaction and being like all weird about it like maybe they're somehow forcing him into this and he does you know like mm-hmm. so she confronts him about it like what do you do like what did you do to him that sort of thing because you know, maybe in her mind, maybe it's like a vampire thing, like where they bit him or something, you know. And so, so she confronts him, and it makes perfect sense that then, yeah, it's just the way the movie does it is so much, so much smarter than than what the book does. Um, but we still get the exact same scene too, where yeah. Jacob, because it's described identically in the in the book, where Jacob leaps over her and turns into a wolf in midair, and then mm-hmm. they fight, and we get to see the fight, and it plays out really uh, pretty much exactly the same. But it is a very subtle change uh, that is. Very obvious and
1: was a good one. Another place where I thought the movie made some smart choices was uh, the way that the wolves chasing Victoria and then Bella seeing Victoria in the water yes. converge.
0: Oh, yeah. We do- we talked about this for like 10 minutes while we were watching Yeah, we had, we had to pause the pause movie it. and
1: talk about it. Um, so there, <sighs> Bella's going to go cliff diving with Jacob and... He has to go chase Victoria, so they're chasing her. She decides to dive into the water and then thinks she sees, like, fire in the water, but it turns out that it was was actually Victoria, Victoria, which the same thing happens. Yeah, The same sequence of events happens in the book and the movie, but the way that the movie does it is so much clearer. It's so
0: much clearer what's going on, and it ties it all together in a way that makes sense because I did not gather... And maybe I just – i i i a couple things. One, I will admit that when I got to the middle part of this book, it was tough going, sledding mm-hmm. for me. It it took some trudging to get through. But I did not gather that those events necessarily all locked together in the way that they very clearly do in the movie.
1: I know because we had like the – we had a very frustrating yeah. for me conversation. It was conversation. frustrating for <laughs> me too
0: because I was like, well, wait, what? Yeah, no, it was frustrating for me as well because I did not realize – I thought it was a different... I just didn't put those pieces together. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, I did not realize that when she saw Victoria in the water, and I think part of it was that there's this weird... Because she's... Stephanie Meyer does this thing where where she describes what Bella saw as fire at first. yeah, And so that also... like And then eventually Bella realizes, oh, I didn't see fire. It was Victoria's hair. Which doesn't even really make sense to me, other than she has red hair, but it looks like... She says it like a flash of fire. Was it... Again, I have so much immense problem with how Stephanie Meyer describes things in action scenes mm-hmm. that I just have a it's hard time understanding. Not
1: one of her strong suits. I have a hard time
0: understanding what I'm supposed to be getting out of it at times. And so the fire thing, I didn't put it together necessarily. At first, I was like, okay, maybe that's some sort of symbolism thing, or that's going to be a thing for a later story. Like that's a even. I initially when the the fire thing, I was like, okay, I'll put a pin in that. I'll remember that for book four that's going to be something like that's going to be something important that comes back and then it's just like oh no it was victoria's hair and then by that time i was far enough removed from the events of that moment where she mm-hmm. jumps off the cliff that i didn't remember that that lined up with victoria and edward or with jacob chasing victoria yeah i think is what it was is by the time i put together oh that's victoria I had forgotten that Jacob <laughs> left that morning to chase Victoria, yeah. so it didn't all line yeah. up to me.
1: He leaves to chase Victoria, and then he tells her later on that they lost her when she jumped into the water. Yeah, all those which events... is where Bella sees her. Yes. So, it, like, it all lines up, but it's all like dropped in, way in different. It, like the way that it's described in the book is not obvious. No, that it lines up. At
0: least it wasn't to me, and maybe I'm just dumb. But like, it. it I think, like I said, I think the problem is that it was so like.
1: It was very piecemeal out. And from
0: different parts, and it just never added up to me. Whereas the movie does this parallel action editing mm-hmm. that works very well, where it's it's Victoria running and then Bella running and then um, and jumping off the cliff. And, and, like, it all adds up. And they also do make it a really clever change um, of just explicitly tying, which we don't think this is even remotely implied in the book. I don't think of so. Exp- of explicitly tying Harry's heart attack to Victoria. Yeah.
1: Whereas we he, don't know yeah. he just Whereas had a heart attack. He just attack has a heart book. attack in the book. And in the movie, they tie it to he actually encounters her yeah. in the woods. Like
0: he him and they're out looking for the wolf or the wolves or whatever. Yeah. They're him and Charlie are hunting for the wolves. And then Victoria comes across him yeah. and like attacks him. And Jacob saves him, but he ends up having a heart attack. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was clever. Cause again, maybe that's the implication in the book. But if it is that she did not do a good job of t- yeah. of concretely oh, no. tying it. I that agree.
1: But them. I also thought um the way that it looked when the wolves were chasing her was really cool. Yeah. Like we had like the shot with the bird, like yeah, where it looks like it's shot. flying yeah. backwards. And that's honestly how I prefer super speed yeah. to be shown where like every they look normal and everything else is just slow. It is rather than having generally... them being sped up. I just you, think it looks
0: better. It can. You can do both. This one, the super speed looks way better in general. Like, mm-hmm. when they do, like, yeah. in the fight scene at yeah. the end in the Volturi, like, throne room where where they, like, turn into, like, a blur. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the flat, you know, like, they turn into, like, a blur of, like, mm-hmm. shapes. And then, like, that to me looks better than what, far better than, like, the oh, stuff they did Way the better first than one. what yeah. the first
1: movie does. Yeah. I also thought the moment when, uh so Jacob as a werewolf is chasing Victoria and she dives off the cliff into the water, which is where he loses her. And then he like turns around and like stamps his paw yeah. on the ground. I thought that was cute. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so in that moment also, this is where Bella jumps off the cliff and as she falls in the water, uh, it's a slight change, but interesting. She comes up and it's fine originally. Then she gets hit by a wave because like mm-hmm. there's a storm blowing in. I um, mean, it slams her against a rock and she like, gets out of it and it's similar in the mo- in the book in the book she never comes up and is like woohoo I'm fine she just is like drowning the whole yeah. time and gets slammed into a rock and in the movie they do this thing uh, that mirrors what's going on in the book where Bella thinks she's dying in the book she's like I'm drowning I'm dying this isn't so bad at least it's over <laughs> um, and she has a similar kind of experience in the movie but the movie explicitly does this kind of trippy fun thing where she's like Drifting through the water, um, and then like Edward, Edward appears next to her, and then as she's die, like she's she thinks she's dying, and then um, she gets pulled out of the water, and mm-hmm. the shot of her getting pulled out, she like her hand reaches for Edward, and like her hand like dissolves him. As yeah, it, it's like I and there's some kind of trippy fun music playing. I thought that scene worked pretty well to capture a similar sort of feel of like that 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 like acceptance. Mm-hmm. In that moment, um, and like this isn't so bad type of thing, and I thought it was a pretty visually interesting and kind of clever way to do that, and I liked the moment where she does get saved. I thought all that worked yeah. really well. Yeah. Um. And and again, Edward being like there with her in the water isn't isn't something from yeah. the book. So.
1: And I thought the visual of like Jacob literally pulling her away from from Edward, yeah. from Edward was it's obvious. Yeah. But it's interesting. Yeah. It works well. So later on when. Alice shows up. Um, She thinks that Edward doesn't know that Bella might be dead.
0: Alice. Alice does.
1: Yeah. Because Alice came because she saw Bella jump off the cliff. So she came to find out what was going on. Yeah. And And she... And explicitly
0: to, like, help Charlie if she did kill herself. Yes. Yeah.
1: And she thinks that Edward does not know about this, um, but come to find out that Rosalie has told him Yeah, that's what happens in the book and then they get a phone call jacob answers the phone and he just says uh the person asks for charlie and jacob says like he's at the funeral arranging he's a funeral, arranging a funeral. Yeah. um and then in the book we just find out i think through alice yeah. like through her visions yeah. that that was edward on the phone But in the movie, it actually cuts to Edward, like, with his, like, and he, like, crushes his cell phone. And it's kind of, like, melodramatic, but I liked it. I thought it was a more interesting way to reveal that it was actually him on the phone.
0: Yeah. It also does give us a, it also kind of covers a quote-unquote plot hole, for lack of a better term, because, well, what the book does is that, doesn't he think it's carlisle doesn't jacob think it's carlisle
1: i think the implication was that edwards tells him that it's carlisle on the phone yeah
0: and then and then and then alice comes down and goes oh no yeah it's j uh j or edwards gonna
1: he's gonna he's gonna gonna go provoke the voltori
0: the voltori and and uh, because he thinks you're dead and they're like well how does he know and they're like oh because the and then he's like oh it was him on the phone and there's like the thing of like, well, you could try calling back that phone. Like you could, you could star 69 yeah. it, you know, <laughs> like I know that he, they're on like a normal phone, but star 69 or whatever is a thing, but he crushes the phone. So <laughs> it is a little overdramatic and, and, and silly, but
1: um, again, so glad we sped up the process of Alice and Bella getting to Italy. Didn't need all that plane time. Yeah, we did get a nice uh, product placement. For Virgin In the movie, Airlines, though, yeah,
0: which well, is perfect product placement for this book series. <laughs> are you right? I mean, you think? You think Stephanie Meyer explicitly asked? She insisted, she on,
1: insisted Virgin on Virgin Airlines.
0: Airlines. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we get Michael Sheen, who's the best part of this movie, and uh, I have a feeling going to be the best part of all these movies <laughs> going forward.
1: I actually put his performance under the movie. Nailed it. Tr-
0: true. I will agree. He does nail it because he's written very similarly yeah. in the book. I'm not. Saying, I, I
1: think it's it's splitting hairs. Yes, but he does
0: nail because he is a very similar sort of zany, interesting. Yeah, like you said, chaotic, like, neutral. He's chaotic,
1: neutral to where you're like, what's your deal? What's your deal? Why, <laughs> what, what are you what are motivated you by? At? What are you playing because at I here? can't tell. Yeah,
0: what are you playing at here? Um, definitely, and and I loved that, and and it is it does come from the book. So in that regard, it is the the. Mm-hmm. the movie nailed it but i think michael sheen just takes it to another level and it's just something about him that is just so fun um and he's uh he's a very interesting guy i've listened to him a lot he's on like podcast he'll he'll like go be on podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. we might be able to get him on this podcast God, probably should, not probably not we
2: should ask him um,
0: <laughs> but uh he's too busy being in good omens now he's the Fair, other yeah. part, half with david tennant um But yeah, he's been on uh, like Doug Loves movies and stuff and talked about his he like he'll he'll talk at length about like his performance in these movies. Like he's very knows what he was doing. He's very into it. He seems like a very cool dude, at least from the stuff I've seen of him. Uh, (laughs) And I love his performance in this movie so much. And I'm super looking forward to more of him (laughs) going (laughs) forward. I mentioned it earlier, but this is a huge change for me that really helped. The movie. There's this weird dynamic in the book after Bella saves Edward and stops him from showing himself and then the whole thing with the Volturi and all that stuff. They don't they don't ever take any time to talk in the book. They mm-hmm. never discuss anything at this point. And this whole time from when she meets up with Edward again all the way on the flight back and all the way through like a half a scene then like in her room or something, they have this whole Dynamic where Bella thinks he w- is still gonna leave. Yeah. And she doesn't understand that he was lying to her about not loving her at the beginning mm-hmm. when he told her to leave. And I found it super infuriating. And this is what you're talking about that she didn't get that he was doing the like the go on get routine. Which is you know like in old not old Yeller but whatever pick <laughs> a animal movie yeah you know where the the kid has their parents make him get rid of the dog and they're like get out of here I don't love you anymore you know as they're sobbing or whatever it's it was insane to me that she at this point she's she's with Edward for hours days mm-hmm. and somehow doesn't they don't have this discussion it's not addressed that he was saying that to save her to protect her whatever. And then they finally had that conversation like days later.
1: Yeah.
0: And I hated that dynamic because she's like talking about how like she 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 doesn't sleep the entire plane ride because she's like she wants every possible second. She's worried he's just going to up and leave again because she he does. Obviously, he doesn't love her and everything about that in the book. I was like, this is so dumb. This is so dumb.
1: I agree with you that is too drawn out and it gets to a place of being annoying Having been an insecure teenage girl, totally get why she thinks that he's not actually as into her as she is into him. That's fair. I get it.
0: That's fair. That is definitely, and I don't disagree with that. That is definitely a major uh, aspect of her character thing. It's something I had a note about wanting to discuss. Like, uh, what is her arc? I mean, we can talk about it now. I had it in my odds and ends, but might as well just do it now. I'm really, I'm, and we can't, don't tell me what her arc is. But I really am. <laughs> Fascinated to see what Bella's like quote unquote arc is because mm-hmm. she's such a mess mm-hmm. and not in, not, not like, oh, she, you know, she, um, that's fine. People can be a mess, but like, she's so, I don't know what, what, what I'm really fascinated to see what Stephanie Meyer's like arc for her is. Like, what is the, pl- I'm trying to suss out what the planned, like, to me, in these first two books, Bella is such a broken and flawed character in terms of being so insecure,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so dependent, so codependent with Edward in such an unhealthy way. Their their relationship is the epitome of unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just awful. Like, she's completely codependent. He is, too. But at least we don't we're not in his head, so we don't get as right. much of it.
1: Um Here's looking forward to midnight sun. Right. Well, yeah, but
0: I mean, (laughs) but it is obvious because he tells her in the end of this one, like, you know, I didn't, I, when he left her, like, he he didn't do anything. He's like, I was the worst person to be around. I didn't, I just, you know, he was like, I was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. So, like, clearly, he also is codependent. But the relationship in that regard is so, and like all she talks about is is, you know, how she just she's literally like catatonic for months. Yeah. When Edward leaves her, and it's just so unhealthy. And but I don't know. And, and she has this line um, in, in the end of this one where she goes when she's on the plane about wanting to become a vampire. She's like, maybe if I become a vampire, I'll become uh, I'll be beautiful and strong enough that he'll actually love me or something like mm-hmm. that. And so my my question is, does Stephanie Meyer see these problems with Bella? And is are they going to be addressed in any way? because from what I know, I don't I'm betting still and I it's slightly been spoiled by the stupid commercials, but Bella becomes a vampire at some point. and, and I mean and it was obvious at the end of this book and this movie. I mean they say like they all vote and they're all like, yeah we're gonna, you're gonna become a vampire. Um, so it I was under the assumption it's gonna happen does is that her arc that she just becomes a vampire that doesn't how does that fix anything with her and again i'm not asking you to answer these questions i'm putting these out there so that right. i can consider them going forward and we can talk about whether or not her becoming a vampire is a good thing or makes any sense or how that helps fix her flaws as a human at all or makes her less dependent is is it literally just now that i have superpowers i feel equal to you and so we can be we we can be together because now we're both equally like eternal uh, undying vampires like it's such a weird dynamic that she has set up that I, I mean like ideally what would make sense to me is that Bella somehow doesn't become a vampire and 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 some sort of uh finds her own self-worth in a way and actualizes her own self-worth apart from Edward but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Edward's just going to turn into a vampire and they're going to, like, make vampire babies. Like, I don't like I is uh, I don't know. It's it's so problematic, their relationship. <laughs> and I don't know how you rescue it in a way that makes any sense. And my guess is that she doesn't. But <laughs> we'll see, I guess.
1: We shall see.
0: Oh, uh, uh, Speaking of that, was kind of my next note is that. Their relationship is less awful in the movie. Yeah. It's less toxic. I think that's something Shelby mentioned in the first one. And it it is. Since we're not in Bella's head so much, it's still bad. We still, like, get montages of it's, her screaming yeah. and crying and waking, you know, like, just for months and months and months and months in a way that's beyond, like, what is <laughs> healthy. Um, but it is less toxic in there. And, like, she doesn't seem as like broken of a person mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's not around i don't know and, and they're just they're not we don't constantly hear about how incomplete she is as a human with him i don't know we do hear it it just feels we dwell on it so much in the book it's so constant that it's just overwhelming and the movie has less of it so it feels better i think <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> and now oh the best part the best part of the whole entire movie oh my god I want to give it to the movie just on this moment.
0: Literally this single moment. Literally
1: just for this single moment. If you can find the audio clip of this, please cut it in. This is worth the price of admission. It is. Yes. So Bella and Edward go to the Cullen's house at the end of the book slash movie. Well, at the end of the movie, because that's where this happens. Yeah. Doesn't happen in the book. Yeah. And they do a vote on whether or not to turn Bella into a vampire. And Bella is explaining what she wants. And Edward begins to interrupt her. Yeah. And Bella delivers. God bless Kristen Stewart. Oh, my goodness. The delivery of this line. She just goes, shut up. She says it?
0: In the mo it's the most real. I I can't put into words how perfect her delivery is in this moment. The only thing that I can think of for it to be fair is to just vote. So you don't know what you talking. Shut up! It's this perfect combination of exasperation, and it's 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 so out of character character for book Bella is the thing yes it's it's literally like Kristen Stewart jumped into the movie as an audience (laughs) member (laughs) and was like I'm doing this for all of you (laughs) like
1: I really I felt like in that moment I felt the depth of Kristen Stewart's frustration with the entire thing yes
0: yes it's because it makes no sense for Bella's character yeah like Bella in the first two books Never once has reacted to Edward in that way. Not even close. No. You know, like,
1: I, I really I almost wonder if she broke character there and they just left it in the movie.
0: I don't <laughs> because it is everything. It's exactly what you want her to say. And yeah. it, I will say that is that it it's it's the best moment, not only because it's it's like a fun like we we laughed both of us. We paused the movie out to laugh. loud. <laughs> For, like, 15, 20 seconds. But, so, apart from it being, like, this hilarious cloud, crowd-pleasing moment, because we all want to tell Edward to shut up sometimes. It's also, like, if this were the starting point of an actual character beat moving forward for Bella of her,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like, sort of finding a new healthy, like, balance with Edward and boundaries and, like... yeah you know that and and standing up to him in a way not that she necessarily needs to stand up to him because he's not like a you know what i mean he's not like overly domineering or weird or creepy necessarily like in the book or the movie like they're they're both like enamored of each other in an unhealthy way but like you know he's not like abusive uh, i don't think like at least from what we've seen in a way maybe abusive's not the right word but like
1: I think I, I find him controlling reading it as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find him to be the type of character that maybe that does not take what she wants into account. And he's controlling in that way.
0: That is true. He
1: thinks he knows what's best.
0: Yes. I think it's funny is that I think it's different. I think that comes across less in the movie. Yeah. Potentially.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Although also vice versa. Cause we did mention that in the first one in relation to the, uh, the dance,
1: mm-hmm. whereas
0: in the book, he lets Jacob cut into his dance and it's just like goes and, you know, mm-hmm. he's not like completely possessive. Whereas in the movie, he's like weirdly possessive. But apart from that one scene, he seems less like that in the, in the movie than he does in the book. But I do think you're right. I do think, yeah, he is, he is sort of, um, overly controlling and yeah. in, in a way that's unhealthy, but it's, I think that's slightly motivated by not slightly motivated, but it's, it's complicated by her unhealthy attachment to him, but it's there. There, the attachment is unhealthy both ways. So I don't know. Their, their relationship is just a nightmare that shouldn't exist. Like it's just, (laughs) they don't belong together at all. It's just completely unhealthy. It's just, it, 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 it like triggers things in me. Like it just makes me really uncomfortable reading their Mm -hmm. relationship at times and like how dependent they are. It, I do not like reading it sometimes it's like really uncomfortable because I think that's really uh, not to get into a whole thing, but I think it's like super unhealthy to be that dependent. I think most people would agree, but Mm -hmm. like the the sort of nature of their relationship and how obsessed they are. And like, it's the only thing going on in their lives is like each other is so weird to me. Mm -hmm. And like, I get there's some romanticism to it at some degree, and I guess if this was an exploration of how on the surface that can appear romantic but at a deeper level that's incredibly unhealthy and disgusting. Right. Then but this But it's not, but really, it's not that really an exploration <laughs> yeah. of that. But that I think is an actually a really interesting exploration is that, yeah, because that is kind of like, you know, like the Romeo and Juliet ideas. Like if you look at it as a surface level of like, oh, this sweet. Yeah. Oh, their undying but commitment so and love for each other. The passion, the romance. Uh, but But if you take even the slightest look at it, you're like, no, this is... <laughs> horrible. Like
1: they just met
0: yeah and then they they both die because of it and yeah. obviously shakespeare was kind of yes yeah going on that but i don't think stephanie meyer necessarily gets that subtext regardless that scene that moment that uh, moment it's is, it's just is. so good i'll put it in yeah. I, I already put it in you already listened to it once but here i'll put it in again it's her
2: yeah oh, it's so
1: perfect <laughs> it's so perfect. And then another good choice that the movie made was not having Edward.
0: Oh my God!
1: Freak out and destroy things after the family votes to turn Bella into a vampire. Yes,
0: wolf. That I would. That was another part where I was reading the book. I was like, "Stephanie Meyer, is it? What am I supposed to feel in this moment? Am I supposed to? This is awful. He's like a horrible person. Yeah. He he like he the in the book they take the vote." And they all vote yes, except for, like, him and Rosalie or whatever. Um, and Rosalie at least has a reason, a good reason. Like, her yeah. reason is, like, I, 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 I'm a and vampire. Her, I wouldn't want yeah. you to be a vampire. And,
1: yeah, and her no vote is, like, cause she knows she's outnumbered. It's really just, yeah. like, a symbolic. Yeah, and, I'm and like, say a warning piece. to some extent. Yeah. Like,
0: hey, I wish somebody had told me, had voted no for me because this ain't a great existence or whatever. Um In her opinion. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, you you at least get hers. But, like, this whole time, they all vote yes. And Edward's just, like, losing his mind and, like, screaming and breaking things in the other room. And I'm like, what? Stephanie Meyer, (laughs) he's our, like, romantic good guy lead, right? Like, what are we? Oh, my goodness. Whereas in the movie, he's just, like, upset. Like, he just stands there looking like, you know. Pouting, kind of, which, right.
1: which, which 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 is really a just his normal face. Yeah,
0: but <laughs> it, that's at least a reasonable reaction because, like, you, I, the thing is, I understand his motivation.
2: Yeah, like,
0: it's not like I don't get why he doesn't want her to be a vampire. There's a lot of, there's a million good reasons for him to w- not want her to turn into a vampire because, mm-hmm. you know, there's. It's it's, it's it's a it's a it's a fucking painful existence. You live forever. All your loved ones, you have to watch all your loved ones die. Uh what do we do about her dad? Is it was like her family is we just remove her from her family's life. Like yeah. now he doesn't ever voice those reasons, but though you can imagine those as reasons, motivating reasons for why he wouldn't want her to be a vampire. So I can get him being upset that they're all like okay. And so him being like upset about it and pouting, fine. Him breaking furniture in the other room is like
1: Red flag. It's very clearly like
0: an uh, yep. That's an abuser thing. <laughs> like it's uh, yeah. So good job, movie, just making them look upset and not like a psychopath.
1: There's one moment uh, after Edward and Jacob. Jacob's a werewolf, and they almost have their fight. Um, it's after the the part that you hated. Where oh. um, where she tells Jacob yeah. that it was always going to be Edward, yeah, and he he, but it's while he's a wolf and he like looking at her and and starts to cry, yeah, and I was like, ah. <laughs> I also thought Jacob, in general, was less of a dick in the movie. Post the wolfening, he kind of becomes a dick in the book. Yeah, a little bit. He kind of becomes a jerk. Does he? Kind I thought
0: of. I thought it was like the same except for those one handful of scenes where he is a jerk.
1: Uh, mm.
0: But I could be wrong, I don't.
1: I mean there are those scenes um he's also just a huge asshole to her about the collins after he found finds out that, that they're vampires true. there's also the scene at the very end in the epilogue where he purposefully brings over the motorcycles yeah, that in, is true. in to get her in trouble yeah, yeah, yeah. purposefully to get her grounded so that, that she true, can't yeah. see I for, edward I forgot and about that. that's a dick that move that is a dick move that's a controller yeah. abuser move. No, and,
0: and the worst thing about Jacob, because uh, I did have a note about. It's in the next segment. We'll talk about then. But I think the worst thing about Jacob is his weird, like, I'll wait for you. I'll wait you out until you, like, yeah, until you love me. Thing, yeah, like that. And he's a teenager, so it's he's sixteen. So like. You know, it can be forgiven to some extent that like falling for her and like, oh, I'll I'll wait for you. I know you don't love me, but maybe if I just stick around. Like, yeah, it's much more to me, at least understandable and forgiving for a 16 year old to think like that than if he was like 25 or something. Right. But it is still like, you know, don't do that. Don't. She doesn't like you, bro. Just move on or just be your friend. And then, yeah, you can even think that, but don't say it to her. That's the weird Like, even if you're thinking like, you know. Maybe one day she'll like me. That's fine. You can think that. I think I mean, it's still probably not healthy. You should probably try to just get yeah, along. Yeah, you should.
1: Yeah, you should probably like go go do something else and right.
0: But if you're gonna still be friends, but 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 explicitly, there's a next level of saying it to her and putting that like it's it's like this weird guilt trippy like yeah. thing on her is 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 yeah, and that's like the worst aspect of him. because apart from that, Team Jacob all the way. <laughs>
1: like for me, at the end of this book. If you stack me up, okay, it's got to be Edward or Jacob. Yeah. I'm still team Jacob. Yes. If we open the field a little bit more, I'm team Alice.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: If we open the field even more, I'm team Bella. Girl, get out of here. Yeah.
0: Just get out of here.
2: Just just get out of here.
1: Go do something else. Yeah.
0: No, you're not wrong there. Like, just go to to Jacksonville. Yeah. Go do something else. None of this is healthy. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly in that order, you're right, yeah, yep
1: But I did like that the movie ended on Edward asking Bella to marry him Oh yeah I thought it was a good, like, dramatic cliffhanger Yeah,
0: that was, I didn't see that coming, and I was, well, I did right before it happened, but I'd forgotten Because in the book, I think it's really poorly handled in the book
1: It's kind of wedged in It's wedged
0: in in their bedroom in, like, a throwaway line, and that's intentionally, like an offhand like he's like oh you'd have to marry me first and she's like did you just propose and it's like "Uh," but there's like no pageantry to it intentionally but it also even though it's intentionally like not a big moment in the book that still doesn't stop it from not being a big moment and thus robbing some of like the drama Mm -hmm. whereas the movie makes it not a big moment like they're just standing in the woods you know, like there's not like a big dramatic proposal, but it being the last moment of the book or of the movie Yeah. makes it dramatic. Yes. And 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 then her like like, you know, gasp. It it's a it's fun. It's a fun like cliffhanger moment. Because mm-hmm. um, the book they never he asked her and she's like, Okay, I guess. Right? I don't even remember she, what her she
1: doesn't like marriage. So oh, she yeah. like argues with him.
0: Yeah. They kind of argue about it and yeah. then like I don't know. I just, yeah, the movie version is is more fun, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which if we're not having fun with these movies, what are we doing?
1: (laughs) We got to have something.
0: All right. Let's go ahead and talk about what the movie nailed.
1: As I expected, practically perfect in every way.
0: We mentioned earlier, but 18 uh, year old Bella has an, uh, an "I'm old" crisis at the beginning of this movie, and it was funny at first. Or this book and movie, at first I thought it was a little, you know, it's like she's 18. Um, but obviously, there's multiple factors at play. The main one being of which she's her her boyfriend is an ageless vampire who's yeah. perpetually 17 or whatever, um, or 18 or whatever. So. <laughs> So that that's a big part of it. But I also, then I was thought about, I was like, you know, I remember that was, I think, legitimately for me, and maybe I'm weird, but I think I was like 17 or 18 when I had maybe even 16. It was in that range, 16, 18, where I had like a legitimate crisis of mortality for like a few months.
1: I did not. Okay. I was really busy with other crises, though. Fair enough. Um.
2: But that was also I don't know, informed- you guys
1: will have to weigh in. I'm having a mortality crisis right now as we speak. So.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Um, <laughs> so maybe
1: our listeners can weigh in and we'll find out if Brian's just weird.
0: I I I definitely did when I was it was 16, 18. I that was definitely informed somewhat by my um atheism. I like I was never religious and I think that that played a role in it mm-hmm. happening then in terms of like being old enough. Cause I like, even when I was younger, even I like, uh, you know, I, like I said, I don't think I've ever like really believed in God maybe when I was a little kid, but I don't remember, but I never really thought about it. And then I remember I was like, I don't know, probably 16 or 17. And I remember there was like a month or two long period where like, I really dealt with like some existential, like, yeah dread about like mortality type stuff. And I kind of got over it eventually and you know, reading and, and, and stuff. Um, helped and I think it was the Mark Twain quote that helped the most explicitly the I was dead for billions of years before I was born it didn't bother me in the slightest or something like that which (laughs) which was I think the single most uh, helpful line of a philosophy that I've ever read on the topic but um, but yeah so it, it, it did actually track for me at first I was a little like I chuckled at it but then I was like oh no that was kind of when I dealt with the like getting older type of Mm -hmm. that thing yeah anyways uh the paper cut scene is identical yes like identical give the presents she opens all the same presents we talked about the radio and stuff Mm -hmm. um and then cutting it and then edward throwing her through the wall,
1: (laughs) making it a million times worse yeah by throwing her through the wall
0: yeah through a coffee table i guess that's what it is
1: in the book he throws her into which i didn't notice if if those if the same set piece was there in the movie he they have like a stack of crystal plates by the birthday cake and when i was reading it i was like why do they have a stack of plates they literally only need one plate yeah they're Uh just there so she can slice herself open on them (laughs) yeah um the whole thing was a setup
0: Yeah, I don't know if the plate, if the plates are there. Because she falls, she slams against it. It's like a side table
1: that yeah. is like glass.
0: Yeah. And there's like a painting too that she hits or something. There's but.
1: like an absurd amount of glass in this yeah. vampire house. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but it is, yeah. Uh, and, and then the stitching up scene and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, him burning the blood and stuff. All plays out identically.
1: Actually, while we're here. Can we talk real quick?
0: Oh, we almost forgot to mention this. Can
1: we talk real quick about how Bella doesn't know what iodine she has is? no
0: idea what iodine, she iodine is. She doesn't
1: know what iodine we is. we don't know if
0: it's Bella or Stephanie Meyer that doesn't know what iodine
1: is. And it's so weird because let me see if I can find this in the book. Because she spends, like, sentences. So she slices her arm open. On the totally unnecessary stack of glass plates. Yep. And then Carlisle is stitching her up. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna read from the book here. He wiped an oversized Q-tip, dripping with some syrup-colored liquid, thoroughly across the operation site. The smell was strange. It made my head spin. The syrup stained my skin. <laughs> Clearly iodine. Clearly iodine. <laughs> From a craft perspective, why are we spending sentences on this? It doesn't inform on the characters or the situation. It doesn't advance the plot. Why, Stephanie Meyer, do you not know what iodine is? Does she not know?
0: Did she see it in a movie one time It was like, I'll just describe I'm what just... was <laughs> happening? <laughs> Or because this was, I thought that, but then my I, I mentioned this to you because I read that I was like, you mean iodine? Just say iodine. Yeah. But then I was like, that made me question, which is even a note to your point about like the craft of writing, because that made me question: is this some weird vampire <laughs> salve that like Carlyle knows? You know what I mean? Like, is this some Clearly weird Carlyle iodine, invention? Though. Well, yeah, but but because you didn't say iodine <laughs> and described it as some weird, mysterious, brown, syrupy liquid, I was like, this is something else. This is some vampire medicine.
1: <laughs> but here's my other question. We know, canonically, that Bella goes to the ER a lot. She injures yeah. herself all the time. How does this bitch not know what iodine is? I don't Dude, I don't she know. should be an old pro I don't know. at getting stitches.
0: That again, that's that's why that's my my thought is that it's not it's some fancy vampire salve, 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 whatever it is.
1: <laughs> why doesn't she know what iodine is? <laughs> oh,
0: it's fucking. Lame.
1: I mean, does Stephanie Meyer have a Twitter? I'm gonna tweet Stephanie Meyer.
0: <laughs> Do you know what like, iodine what the is? Fuck? <laughs> Did you mean iodine or is it some fancy Carlisle developed vampire medicine or is it just iodine? Why didn't you write iodine?
1: Okay. I just really needed to get that off my chest. No, was... I haven't been able to stop thinking about it yeah. since I read those lines yeah. two weeks ago.
0: Uh, So eventually then Edward does break up with her And I thought that scene was pretty much captured They cut a lot of dialogue It's a lot longer scene in the book But the essence of that scene where Edward breaks up with her I thought the movie captured really well Mm -hmm. Um, Explicitly the thing that stuck out to me Was that Edward's uh, Robert Pattinson's performance um, I thought he did a really good job maybe he poured out because he knew he wasn't in this movie most of it he like really <laughs> really leaned into this scene um really tried cuz he's a good actor they're both good actors but uh <laughs> his his performance in the scene i thought he did a really good job of sort of of portraying of it coming across that he was as he was breaking up with her that he was this was painful for him to do and that mm-hmm. he didn't want to without it being like oh, super obvious and like
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know like it it didn't play like Corny yeah, or like he, he
1: played it a good kind of subtle
0: a subtle version of like him being him doing this was painful for him, but he had to do it. Um yeah, i did good. And and Kristen Stewart was fine, but she mostly just hyperventilated. Like that was like her acting choice, which, you know, works. I think Kristen Stewart's main acting choice in this movie. I don't know if it was her or the director, or whoever. Um <laughs> And it's not a thing mentioned in the book, but if you've noticed this, uh she constantly. No, it is kind of mentioned, but she talks in the movie. She always has like one hand when she ever she's upset. She has like one hand over her stomach. Mm-hmm. Kind of how somebody would act like an ulcer. Mm-hmm. She does that like in the movie constantly, like when she's like. Isn't upset. that
1: a, a nod to because in the book they say she like it looks like she's trying to hold herself together. That's.
0: The difference is that in the book I read what she was doing all the time as like
1: like a hug as
0: like hugging herself almost like like yeah, wrapping so did her I. arms around herself like and like almost like you were cold or something mm-hmm. that was how I read it whereas in the movie it's more of like oh my tummy <laughs> 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 it's like like it looks like she has like bad gas she's like oh god <laughs> like it's a slight difference um but anyways <laughs>
1: I thought the movie did a good job with the months passing. Oh, I thought that was really good. Yeah. I would argue that I don't know if the movie needed to show the ten, the names of the months. I thought they could have conveyed it all visually just it fine. Could have. But I thought I thought it was a good nod to the time passage gag that it, as it appears yeah. in the book.
0: Yeah, because I actually that 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 little gag took me by surprise in the book, and I actually I was like, oh, that's I, that's clever. I like mm-hmm. that. Because so if you haven't read the book, what happens is that after um, Edward breaks up with her, that chapter ends, and uh, she like falls asleep in her bed or something, or like is like laying in her bedroom, and then the next page just has one word on it. It says October, and then you turn the page, and then it says November, and then you turn the page, it says December, January. And then chapter four starts and it says waking up. And that's where that next chapter starts. And I thought that little gag for the time passage thing, I'm sure that's been done in other things. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it before. Um, and I thought it was clever. Uh, and, I, and, and I was wondering how the movie was going to do that. And I thought they did a good job. And I think that putting the words on the screen was just a nod to that.
2: Yeah. Because
0: I'm sure I, I could see, because I thought it was clever and I'm, I'm sure that like, that's like a very, I could see when I was a teenager reading this, that being like a very, oh, like that I, really I like remember, hitting me, you know I I mean? remember
1: that hitting me yeah, in yeah. some that's kind of mean. way.
0: That's what I mean. I remember, I could I could imagine that really, because it kind of hit me, and I was like, oh, that's, that's a clever little thing. Um, and so I could see as, yeah, if I was young, I'd be like, oh, shit, like that would really hit me. Um, and so I think them keeping the words up, the months mm-hmm. up on screen was just a sort of a,
1: a nod to, a to nod that. To yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Exact
0: scene. But but yeah, the camera spinning and all that was really cool. I thought it was a very clever way to do that. So, we, I mentioned it earlier, but we've got to talk about it. Um, the weird, uh, in my opinion, potentially homophobic subtext of the, uh, the pack, the gang. Mm-hmm. There's... Jacob's reaction to them and his disdain for them before he joins their group is read to me when I was reading the book as potentially homoph- like this weird veiled, like, homophobia, like, gay. Because they're all these shirtless, mm-hmm. strong dudes hanging out together. Mm-hmm. And Jacob, like, has- he's he doesn't want to join them. He talks about, oh, no. They're just- they're weird. I don't- like, I don't know what their deal is. Like, he, he can't- he can't even describe what it is he doesn't like about them. mm mm-hmm. He's just like weirded out by them And like they just You know they 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 like recruited His friend like uh, Embry or whatever or is mm-hmm. it The other one Um, it's Embry Right it's Embry yeah.
2: first yeah and
0: like they Like recruited Embry and then like, he lost Embry to them and it just felt like this Weird allusion to Like
2: mm-hmm.
0: like a gay Panic type thing you know what I mean Yeah and uh, I think the movie Actually takes it a step further In a way I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but uh, eventually after he does become a wolf or whatever, he's talking to Bella on the beach. And this line is not in the book from my memory, um, but it's in the movie and it stuck out to me. He says, Bella's asked him, asked him about being a wolf or something, or if he wants to do it or whatever. And he says, it's not a lifestyle choice. I was born this way. I can't help it. Yeah. And that. I mean, that language feels very... That language is very... Yeah. You know. (laughs) Very
1: explicitly related to... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Born This Way uh, lifestyle lifestyle choice. choice,
1: Yeah. I didn't get that read from the book, but I fully support your read of it. Well... Like, I think that makes sense. Yeah. And
0: and it, it is interesting because... I say homophobic, but it it does. It turns out that they're not bad. Like they're not, right. you know. Yeah. Like it, it ultimately, it turns out. But they're also not gay. They're not coded. They don't. They are no longer coded queer after right that, after he joins up with them and this conversation. They no longer read other than like you know being shirtless, buffed. You know, like sort of stereotypically. But they don't like. There's no continuing like. Mm-hmm. Sort of tension in that in, in regards to that um, And none of them at least as far as we know So far they like none of them are gay uh, Sam is seemingly sh- In a straight relationship or whatever mm-hmm. um, But I just Something about it I don't know and again this is one of those elements though. That like if that was the point I don't know what the What I'm supposed to get out of it Because he joins up with yeah. them And then they're, it's all oh it's all it's actually It's not not that big a deal like it's all They're cool maybe that's the point. Like, maybe it is like a, a vague, like,
1: I don't know if that's something Stephanie Meyer could write, but <laughs> I know. And
0: that's the thing that's weird to me about it is that it seems, I don't know. It seems like what the point is, but then I'm not sure what her point is. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, it, it but it, but it reads and codes so hard like that to me mm-hmm. that it, that it, it felt like, it, and again, when the movie, that line in the movie, I was like, okay, well, like they clearly saw the same thing and doubled down on it because Mm-hmm. that line it's not a lifestyle choice i was born this way there's no way that was an accident this movie was made you in 2009 not. Like, yeah but anyways i i was very weirded out by or not weirded out i was just unsure of what i was supposed yeah. to be gathering from
1: yeah that. if that if there is that subtext there then yeah i'm not sure what we're supposed to get from i it. mean
0: best reading it is that that is what it's coded as. And, uh, Oh, it's not, they're actually good guys. It's actually, it's all fine. It's not, it seems mm-hmm. maybe weird and unusual and you don't understand it and you're not sure what it is. But again, not all of it tracks, I think is my biggest yeah. problem with it. Is that like the metaphor with Jacob doesn't, I don't know if it tracks, like, I don't mm-hmm. know if the details line up, but if the overarching message is, Oh, there are these guys that, that the story has coded as potentially gay and, are one of our main characters is weirded out by them, doesn't like them, is unsure of them, doesn't doesn't want to hang out with them, whatever, and then ultimately finds out that they're not weird. Yeah. They're not. They're just normal guys. That's actually you know, it's fine. Um, that's like the best reading of it. Maybe right. I again I don't know if that's I feel like that's probably not Stephanie Meyer's point. I also don't even think it's necessarily the movie's point. It yeah. Doesn't lean into it really, other than uh, yeah. that line. Anyways, it was something I wanted to bring up because. It was it was something that struck me numerous times over the course of the book and watching the movie. So movie does a great job nailing the plot not starting till (laughs) three quarters of the way through the book again. Yeah. Two books in a row. Do any of the later ones have a plot that starts? earlier? I
1: recall Eclipse being my favorite because there was more of like a plot and like action to it. Could be misremembering that. I'll put that little caveat right. on there. Uh, there's definitely more of a through line plot in Breaking Dawn.
0: And I'm not trying to be like overly like, oh fucking, what's the plot? Oh. Like, but it's just it it I found it a little frustrating that there's it it takes so long yeah. for the narrative to get going. Like I and I, I I enjoy character pieces. I can even enjoy if there was. Nope. like if if something is just like a slice of life type of thing but this it just feels like such a misuse of pacing and time right to to to, to spend three quarters of your book just
1: well with it's characters. Fr- yeah it's frustrating because it feels like we should be doing something yeah yeah but we're I guess not. that's the thing
0: that, that that I find frustrating is it's like if it's, i get that the characters are important and it's like the main draw and all that sort of thing and I, and i love character pieces and stuff but it but then why do we why do we have a plot at all then like it's, i don't know it's just yeah uh, i don't know
1: i thought the movie nailed the scene where bella rides the motorcycle and crashes mm-hmm.
0: that's exactly yeah. what i imagined yeah. from the um i imagined more trees
1: they yeah. do it on, like, an
0: empty, like, yeah. country Which, road. Which, and that whatever.
1: might have been, like, a safety yeah. thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. But... Yeah, for sure. Um, because, yeah, I imagine them, like, on a wooded road. I think it even says, like, they're, mm-hmm. like, a tree-lined road in the mm-hmm. in the book, whereas in the movie it's kind of just out in the in a field or whatever. But, yeah, it is very yeah. similar.
1: I also thought it nailed the awkward movie-going oh, Yes, third wheel. The third
0: wheel. The chapter's <laughs> called Third Wheel, <laughs> time so. Time to
1: explore polyamory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: With a uh, Bella and, and, and Jacob not, and Mike, uh, not with not
0: with Jacob and and Mike. No, with Jacob and Edward, <laughs> sure. Not Jacob, Mike. Okay, <laughs> let's revise our list of suitable mates for Bella. We had at the bottom Edward, then Jacob, or no, at, or, yeah, at the bottom Edward, then Jacob, then Alice, then just Bella being her best self. Uh, we have to revise that. Uh, it goes Mike, then Edward, then Jenkins. <laughs> Mike
1: shouldn't even be on that list. Mike's on a different list in a different book in another room. Yeah.
0: No, for sure. Mike's the worst. Um, which I didn't hate him in the first one, but man, he's just, he's an obnoxious. He's only in this yeah. one a little bit. Uh, but he does this thing that's literally the worst thing ever. And, and it's not in the movie. Um, this explicit little detail of their date. They're driving to the the movie theater, which we don't see in the movie. And uh, Jacob and Bella are sitting in the front seat, or Jacob's driving and Bella's riding shotgun and Mike's in the back. And he, the whole drive there at one point, he puts his chin on the back of Bella's seat and like leaves his face there next to her just so he can be involved in the... It's the cringiest, worst thing <laughs> you post in cringe, Mike. I need you to stop. Um, and then... But the movie does capture that one particular moment.
1: Uh, Where she, she's sitting in between them yes. in the theater. And they both of them have a hand yes. out ready for her to take it at any moment.
0: Yeah. They both have their hand on an armrest. And I love the the camera shot, the shot in that, the shot composition in that particular moment is really well. And she does a really good job showing her sort of how uncomfortable she is. Yeah. But the way the shot just lingers as it pulls out and shows them sitting there. It made me chuckle. It was a well done scene. Also, they kept in this line, which is like another one of the worst aspects of Jacob. Um but this is also once he's starting to become a, um, a werewolf a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's when he's starting on the beginning of the transformation. But uh, he tells Bella she should hold out for someone stronger, someone who laughs at the gore that makes weaker men vomit. That's a line Grace. that he says. And it's, yep. Don't say things like that, Jacob. I liked you. <laughs> I liked you. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, and they also kept in the plot line of some of the people getting the stomach flu. Which is literally only in the story to mislead us about Jacob's deal. Yeah. Right? It's gotta yeah. be. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's only there so that we think he has the stomach flu initially. But they
0: didn't get, they didn't include the scene where Bella gets the stomach flu. No. So we don't watch Kristen Stewart throwing up in a bathroom for three hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which
0: was nice.
1: Uh, I thought the movie did a good job with uh, Bella and Jacob's fallout um, post- the woofening, And I also thought it did a good job of uh, her encounter with Laron in the meadow.
0: Yeah. It's pretty much the same. Yeah,
1: Pretty much the same.
0: And this is the thing that I thought Jacob did in the book really well, is that when he comes after the very frustrating scene where he's like a jerk to her mm-hmm. in both the book and the movie, um, I disliked it even more in the movie, but whatever. Uh, he comes to visit her that night, like we mentioned earlier, and he hops in her room. I was very pleased in the book and in the movie, but even more so in the book with how, he explains without explaining the situation. He gives her a bunch of hints yeah. to help her figure it out. And I found that incredibly satisfying because I was really dreading that he was going to show up and be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was a jerk, I, but I can't tell you. And she goes, what can't you tell me? I can't. I'm sorry. And then leave or something. And then we have to deal with her like, I don't know. I don't know what he's up. But no, he's like, no, remember that day on the beach? Because I remember that. I read the book. I need you to say the thing that I remember. And thank God he did. He was like, hey, remember last book when we were on the beach and I told you that story about my ancestors? Do you remember that? Hmm? And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, fuck. But she does at least pretty much immediately uh, come up with the answer. And I, and I did really appreciate, though, because that can be very frustrating to read and watch
2: mm-hmm.
0: when characters, when you want, when when I know that they know something and they won't say the thing i want them to say which in this moment jacob said exactly what i would want him to say okay if you have some weird rule that you can't tell her what it is give her some hints yeah and he does that and i was like oh thank god and then she figures it out and i was like oh thank god (laughs) i don't have to deal with this (laughs) you know that that stupid misunderstanding trope of just uh it's just so tiring and i'm glad that i was really really glad that i didn't have to deal with that in either of them (laughs)
1: And then after she figures it out, she has a kind of a monologue about uh, is it possible that everything is real and all of the stories are true? Yeah. Da da da. Yeah. Um, but that is directly from the book. Mm-hmm. Made into the movie.
0: I thought the, the set dressing, the set design for Emily's kitchen did a really good job of capturing the warmth and comfortableness, mm-hmm. comfort of what is described in the book. Um, it just seems like a very warm, inviting, friendly atmosphere. And, I, and we're only in that in the kitchen for one short, brief scene in the movie. But I thought they did a good job of capturing that element yeah. from the book.
1: And I, I was glad that they kept the line when Bella comes in and Emily says, you're the vampire, you're the vampire girl. And Bella's like, well, you're the wolf girl.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, the, although the movie adds a line that doesn't make a lot of sense, Or at least not grammatically. (laughs) Um, She goes, you're the wolf girl. And she kind of chuckles. And and Emily goes, no, I'm just marrying one. I'm like, you're marrying a wolf girl? Pardon me? (laughs) Where, uh, what? (laughs) That's not what I read in the book. But yeah.
1: I thought the movie nailed Alice showing up. And the two of them jetting off to Italy. Uh, Alice Grand Theft Autoing, the yellow Porsche. Yep. Um, and then Bella stopping slash rescuing Edward and yeah, like the like the tense scene the tense run through the square. I yeah. thought they did a good job with that
0: through the fountain and everything. Mm-hmm. They built that fountain. I didn't. I don't think I included this in the prequel notes, but uh, I read that they found that square mm-hmm. and they were really happy with it, but it didn't have a fountain, so they built that fountain in the middle of the square for that. Does
1: that town just get to have a fountain now?
0: No, and they built it out of like oh. you know prop it was like Dang wood. It. It's like a prop found. It didn't last very long. I don't think, I don't think it would. Hold up very well. I did like the under the weird underground office building. I thought they uh, cuz it's mentioned in the book like they go through these like dank like dungeony tunnels and mm-hmm. then they open a door and it's like an office building.
1: Then they have an awkward elevator ride. Yeah.
0: And the movie <laughs> what I, the movie didn't quite capture it as well as the book, but it was close where yeah. it, like the awkward elevator ride and stuff captured the essence of like the sort of office building feel that I got from the book. But it's ex- the explicit shot in the book that, I, that I wanted in the movie is that they open the door and she describes this big, long gray hallway with like, <laughs> fluorescent lighting Mm -hmm. and it just you know i just immediately pictured like every office building hallway you've ever been in yeah and i wanted to to look that mundane and boring and they don't quite get the, the elevator captures that a little bit but it's not quite i was just picturing like the hallway from the second matrix movie or something like it but yeah, it's, it's still pic- pretty good.
1: I was picturing the upstairs hallway from the place we both used to work.
0: Yeah, that's very <laughs> yes, that works too. That is very similar. Which was
1: also a long gray hallway yeah, with fluorescent, fluorescent lights, overhead
0: lighting, and doors off the sides. Yeah. yeah, yes. And then uh finally, we we mentioned uh we mentioned him before, but Michael Sheen. Yeah, uh, he he nails it. Nails slash it. Slash is better. Improves
1: and, yeah, it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's just everything. either
1: way, he was the highlight way, of the film.
0: He was perfection, and I I can't wait for more of him. All right. That's it. Those were all the different. Uh, let's see. That was what was better, what was worse, what was the same. We have our special just for Twilight segment. Brian predicts the Twilight saga.
1: It's going to happen, Edward. <clears throat> all right.
0: We're going to go over my previous predictions. Uh, I was 0 for 0 for 0 for 0. Didn't get any of these right, but we're going to go through. <laughs> so, my predictions for New Moon were first, Bella becomes a vampire. Uh, not yet. It is discussed, though. They bring it up. It's going to be a thing going forward. Edward, overcome with a desire, accidentally eats another human, and Bella has to decide if she's going to forgive him. That absolutely does not happen. Uh, he does try to kill himself, but doesn't try to eat anybody. He does consider, he talks about it in the book, that he considered.
1: That he, yeah, Alice says that he considers like going on a killing spree yeah. through Volterra.
0: But he didn't want Carlisle to be disappointed in yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, and then final prediction was that either Rosalie or Emmett dies and they're none of them are even in the book. So, I mean, they're in it, but for like two scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so no. <laughs> All right. Uh, my wishes for new moon were Alice and Bella romance subplot picks up speed. I would say arguably, yes. Uh, the bite me scene that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> so I'm going to count that as a, uh, as a win. Uh, second one was we get to watch one of the vampires chewing on a deer or a bear. Uh, unfortunately we don't see a camera a vampire eat anything on camera in this one that i recall we hear it off camera yeah but i don't think we see anybody you know Uh, and then finally mike tries to fight edward and since edward is trying to blend in he has to let him win and unfortunately that does not happen almost happened with jacob yeah jacob tries to fight mike yeah in the movie but doesn't doesn't go anywhere.
1: Do you still want that win for Mike, though?
0: No, I don't. <laughs> I didn't even want that win for Mike. I just wanted that loss for that that L for Edward <laughs> more than anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I did a terrible job. But here are my new predictions for Twilight Saga Eclipse. Jacob and Edward have a big fight. Obviously, this was teased at the end of this one, but I'm looking for a knockdown, drag out fight over Bella. Not over Bella, necessarily. I mean, ultimately, that is it. But over her potentially becoming a vampire. I think that may happen. Second prediction. Victoria gets a hold of Charlie and uses him as bait to get Bella away from, like, the Cullens. They're able... It's Very similar to the first one with Mm -hmm. her mom. They're able to save Charlie... But Victoria gets away, and now Charlie knows about vampires, and we got to deal with that whole situation.
2: Because
0: mm. I think at some point we're going to have to deal with Charlie and the vampires. Gonna, something's <laughs> going to have to happen there. It <laughs>
1: sounds like...
0: Charlie and the vampires. <laughs> That's his post-grunge band that he formed. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay, I'm better. <laughs> um,
0: uh, because at some point with Bella and everything, something's going to have to come to a head there.
1: Sure, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then finally, I predicted it in the last one, but I'm going to predict it again in this one. Bella's going to become a vampire, my guess. Uh, and Edward is going to be the one who does it. Um, and I think it's going to be partially it's going to probably happen at the end of the next one. But I think it's going to be one of the sort of the exciting incident that's going to lead it to happen is that she's going to be partially motivated by her desire to keep Charlie safe after the whole Victoria debacle where Victoria almost kills Charlie.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: she's like, look, you guys, I need to be able to keep him safe. And I can't do that unless I have powers. I need to be a vampire. I mean, a- among all the other things motivating her wanting to be a vampire. But that's like a, you know, a practical motivation, potentially. Those are my three predictions. Here are my wishes. First, Aro comes to visit Forks to check on, on and check in on how the Bella situation is going. And they have to show him around town. And basically, I just want, like, an Aro travel blog. Or, like, a picture <laughs> diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> but R O instead of Guy Fieri. Oh, I Scratch that R O and Guy Fieri. <laughs>
1: Traveling
0: I, around forks.
1: I enjoyed that performance so much. I would one hundred percent watch a spinoff movie. Yeah, of him just being creepily delighted by yeah. things. Yes.
0: He is, to be fair, he's like a character almost, I think that's what's so fun about him. He's like a character like plucked out of what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Like he, he would just fit right into yeah. that show. Like that would be a freaking great cameo. <laughs> if in what we do in the shadows, they he just Aro was there one time. Yeah. Just like, and he was playing the exact same type of character. He would fit right <laughs> in. It would be great. Uh, second. I'm going to switch these this order. Second. Evil Alice. I want a dark willow turn for Alice that then swings for the, Oh, sometime over the course of the next one. And then that swings around back for the last one and she becomes good again and helps save the day or whatever. But I want an evil Alice turn for a book or for a period of time. And finally, I want the first time that Edward and uh, Bella to have sex to be, also be the time that he turns her into a vampire. Because if Edward doesn't turn her into a vampire as they are fucking, what even is the point <laughs> of these books? <laughs> Those are my wishes and my (laughs) predictions for Twilight Saga Eclipse. Katie, we've got a few odds and ends, and then we'll get to the final verdict.
1: I thought the narrative, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? The narrative structure of having Bella send emails to Alice as a way to work her voiceover into the yeah, movie that was, that was, was not bad. interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily an improvement on the book, so I don't have it in any of my sections. Yeah. Um, but I did think it was interesting. I thought it was at least a semi-natural way yeah. to work her voiceover in. Yeah, I agree. And it was better than the first movie handled yeah. that.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's a moment in the beginning where uh, when Carlisle's stitching up bella where they're talking about god like it's a big discussion they have and one of the main reasons the motivating reason for the discussion in the narrative is so that bella can learn why one of the reasons why edward is so opposed to turning into a vampire is that he if he, if she if when she becomes a vampire she'll lose her soul and thus be damned to an eternity in hell or whatever but i thought it was interesting that Carlisle's talking to her and he says uh his dad was like a clergyman and he didn't agree with his dad's religion because his dad was very like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he was like a 16th century, you know, or whatever know what they
1: say in the first book, he's like a Calvinist or something yeah. like that. Yeah.
0: Um, very stringent uh, very fire, and brimstone. fire and brimstone type of guy. And he wasn't into that, but, um, but he still believes in God. And he said, and, and he says not even the fact that he, you know, that he's a, like, not even what I see in the mirror makes me question uh, the existence of God. And I was like, To me, uh, you know, I thought I was like, you know, the fact that vampires exist wouldn't dampen my belief that vampires (laughs) or that God is like possible, like like magical undead creatures that come back to life doesn't like isn't a mark against the idea that God exists. If anything, it's like like,
1: finding out that vampires exist. Like, I don't even know why Bella's remotely surprised about werewolves. Oh, yeah. And just be like, okay. Or any of
0: that stuff. Sure. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, if I exist in a world where vampires are real, like, God becomes an infinitely more plausible. Everything
1: is on the table now.
0: infinitely more plausible uh, idea to me in that universe. And it's just funny that the book was like, Took it the opposite way that like, yeah, vampires existing, you would think God doesn't exist, right? I'm like, wait, no, what? Why? God exists in every universe that vampires exist in. They're like demons. They're like little yeah. demons. Like, okay, sure.
1: Um, I'm very concerned about Belle's mental health throughout this story we talked about the hallucinations she's also having shrieking nightmares oh my god every night every night they were showing that in the movie and i was like you guys
0: it was much more extreme in the movie than what i read it as like i read it her waking up like you know like yeah like like having like a
1: which is still concerning still concerning if if that's happening every night that's still concerning yeah she's having night terrors every night i'm like charlie take her to the doctor yeah what? help her
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's wild um and it's night terrors motivated by like a thing not like yeah. because i i i don't think i've ever mentioned this but i i had a summer camp in boy scouts i had a a bunkmate who had night terrors did i mention this no, before i don't think
1: you've ever told me that. i had a
0: bunkmate one year who had night terrors and it was i i didn't know oh god i had no idea i got woken up one time at like 2 in the morning to him, Bella in this movie doesn't do justice. Yeah, to what, how I was woken up. Script, like he was being murdered. Like yeah. actively murdered. Like with a I don't. It was insane. Uh, and, and
1: supposedly, I had night terrors when I was like little. Yeah, I don't remember it, but wow. I think that's not it's super wild. uncommon for like little kids. Yeah. But.
0: Well, we weren't. This was when I was. I don't, we were early high school or middle school age but yeah, yeah. it was oof, it's night terrors are wild but yeah she's having like full-on screaming fits yeah not just like
2: oh ah, oh no
0: like she's like, <laughs> like like banshee screaming fits like uh, this is a little science nitpick but there's a line in the book that says uh i'll just find it and read it um but i didn't think it was right and i looked it up and it's not um and again it doesn't really matter but uh not tonight tonight the sky was utterly black perhaps there was no moon tonight a lunar eclipse a new moon uh and i was like i don't think and then i looked it up and lunar eclipses and new moons don't occur at the same time (laughs) they can't occur at the same time
1: that doesn't make sense
0: (laughs) yeah and i was like
1: "Mm, okay um so i thought this movie actually had some cool shots in it yeah
0: it did. We talked a little bit about that in the prequel about some yeah. of the visual style choice, visual style choices they made, and yeah, it, it, I think it was a more competent film, mm-hmm. relatively speaking overall. Um, narratively, there was maybe slightly less going on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it suffered a little bit in that department, but I think overall, as like uh, the direction was pretty good Mm and had more interesting things going on at least like the the, you know all the things we've mentioned like the passage of time bit
1: yeah Um, it was more like a visual interest yeah the passage
0: of time bit the different style uh, shooting styles for the different relationships um some of the and and then and this is partially informed by budget but the different nature the different way they depicted running fast and stuff versus what they did in the first movie all just felt a lot better in this one there's a little line in this one, and it just made me chuckle, because wasn't this one originally going to be Breaking Dawn? Wasn't the sequel originally going to be Breaking Isn't that what you said?
1: Um, It was Breaking, it was breaking something. Um, oh, I don't cause know. Because the one that she originally wrote Yeah, ended up becoming the basis for Breaking Dawn, which is the fourth book. Okay.
0: Well, there's this line in this that when, when they're going, Jacob's taking her somewhere. Uh-huh. And she sees Carlisle's car in front of her house. And she's like, Oh, the Collins are here. And the line in the book says, He watched Dawn break across my face. And I was like, Is that a title drop to a future book? <laughs> 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 what? What's going on? That uh, was interesting. Kind
1: of, I guess.
0: Yeah. That was a few odds and ends, a few general notes, but it's time for the final verdict.
3: Now,
0: are you ready for your
2: sentence? Sentence? But there must be a verdict first. Sentence
3: first.
1: Verdict afterwards. I actually liked this book a lot more than I remember liking it when I was a teenager. I think I was distracted and upset by the story not going the way I thought it would at that time. But as an adult, I'm more able to appreciate her relationship with Jacob and how it develops i did forget what a huge asshat jacob becomes once he turns into a werewolf and that was pretty disappointing but i did appreciate that both bella and edward came to a deeper understanding of each other's feelings in the end however i think this time i'm gonna give it to the movie. While there were some changes that I disagreed with, I think that the movie by and large either nailed or improved upon most of the important things. And I liked that the Edward Bella dynamic was at least slightly more palatable as well as Jacob being less of a jerk post the wolfening.
0: I agree. Uh, I would also give it to the movie on this one. Uh, the movie is to me was far less boring than the book. Um, I did have I did struggle with this book more than the first one uh, because it felt so similar mm-hmm. at times. It's, it's, I mean, there's different things going on, but it just I found the book exceedingly tedious. And, and, and we spend so long just getting the Jacob and Bella relationship going in the same way we did with the Bella and Edward relationship going. Uh, and it, it's not that it's bad like i i enjoyed elements of it like i said i had notes throughout where I was like oh, i really prefer this to <laughs> the listening to Edward yeah. and and Bella interact i still found myself waiting for something to happen though i just just waiting for something to happen that isn't just <laughs> them hanging out and the movie captures everything important from the book and then uh it the the changes that it makes that we mentioned i think were really smart and you kind of summed it up in that it it improves upon everything it, it it includes everything that we needed from the book and improves upon other things even more and mm-hmm. the this the slight negatives versus the book are far outweighed by the change the positive changes that they made so i am also giving this one to the book to the movie the movie <laughs> so that's that's now this is the first time ever, right? Is this is the first the summer, summer series? series
1: we've had that did not strongly go one way. Yeah. yeah.
0: And 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 explicitly to the book, we've gone to the book. No, 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 no.
2: We, all Lord of, of, all of we our went,
1: all our Harry Potter went to the book, and all, all of our Lord, Lord of the Rings went, Rings went to the, to the movie. movie. This one is, the first I one think, is switched. probably going to be back and forth. Yeah, we might even disagree. Interesting. Who knows? I, we
0: almost did on the first one. I almost went movie on the first yeah. one. Almost. I. I. I Ended up landing on the book, but I almost went movie.
1: So. I know because you read my amazing argument.
0: <laughs> I was, I was. I've very, very, yeah, I'm not, I'll admit, I was convinced by yours, but I also, I was teetering. Mm-hmm. But yeah, your argument definitely helped push me over um, into the book side. But yeah, I, it was interesting. This is our first time that we've switched. And I, mm-hmm. to be fair, this is probably the one, at least for, well, I'll say for me, this is definitely the series that I've had the least attachment to in any
1: sort oh, I mean, of way. <laughs> I think this and Lord of the Rings might be even, like, neck and neck for me as far as, like, emotional attachment. Yeah. Because I had a lot of emotional attachment to this series when I was in, like, the target demographic for it. Yeah. Um, And then Lord of the Rings I did not come to until, like, later
0: Yeah.
1: in life. Yeah. Quote, unquote. I was, like, in college. Right. So...
0: Yeah, this one, so the Harry Potter one, I had a huge attachment to the books. Lord of the Rings, yeah. I had a huge attachment to the movies. Yeah. This one I have no attachment to either. So it's <laughs> kind of, we're going through, um, it'll be interesting, uh, what our next one.
1: It's a journey of discovery.
0: Yeah. I don't know if there's any that I have a huge attachment to both. The closest would be Harry Potter. Yeah. Because I do like the movies, a lot of them in different ways, but I can't think of it. I don't think there's any series where I like love both. Yeah. Interesting. That's that for this episode. You can do us a huge favor before we get and reveal what's next. Cause we're not going to eclipse next. We're going to take one episode break, talk about a different film, and then we'll get back to eclipse. But before Katie reveals what that film is, you could do us a giant favor. You can go to patreoncom slash this film is lit. Support us for two, five or $15 a month. If you do that, uh, that'd be awesome. It's really helpful. Helps us do stuff, uh, pay for stuff, uh, you know. And if you support, you get things at different levels. So do that. (laughs) Also, if you can't do that, you can do us a huge favor. You can go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review and rating. You can go to Stitcher. And leave us a five star review and rating,
2: Yay, because Stitcher.
0: we're finally back on Stitcher. All of our episodes have been updated. Uh, all it took apparently was me just tweeting at Stitcher support, and they were like, "Fixed." And I was like, "Okay, All right. <laughs> if I would have known it was that easy, I would have taken care of it a long We've time ago." We've only been
1: trying to figure this out for a year.
0: Yeah. Um, so all of our episodes are up on Stitcher now. Every single one of them. Uh,
1: I guess the real test will be whether or not this episode uploads. Yeah, we'll to find Stitcher. out.
0: We'll find out tomorrow if it. Uh, If it's still working, but I don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah. They didn't say what they did, they just said fixed, and it was. So. So there you go. Code
1: things. But we have two
0: reviews. We have two five star reviews on Stitcher. Nice. And one of them was from a couple months ago when we weren't having new episodes on there. So somebody listened to our old episodes. Thank you for
1: that person. It might
0: be the person who tweeted at us. I don't know. Um, But you can support us uh, or you can review us on Stitcher now and uh, listen to all of our episodes. Uh, We could use more reviews on there. Like I said, we only have two. We're up to like 74 on iTunes, which is great. Uh, We appreciate that. But if you leave us those reviews, it helps a lot. Just spreads us out uh, even more. It gets more ears on this podcast. You can also follow us on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Goodreads. Do us a favor. We've had an issue. Facebook doesn't seem to want to share our stuff with people. The uh,
1: Facebook algorithm doesn't like us. I think if you go to our page, you can, like, explicitly follow us. or the, 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 There's something that yeah, you can like select settings, to, like, yeah. see, to, like, adjust the settings to, like, see more posts. yeah. Um, I can look into that and we can talk about it on the next. Yeah, prequel.
0: we'll mention it because we had somebody say that they, they, we mentioned that we haven't been getting as much engagement on like polls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And somebody did mention that they have not, they felt like they have not been seeing our content. Yeah. Um, so there's a chance that the algorithm's just burying us for whatever reason. So if you can go to our page and, you know, do the follow the notify whatever. I'll,
1: I'll take a look and I'll see exactly what you might need to do. And we can talk about it on the, the next prequel. Yeah
0: um because that would be that would be good because we would like yeah. more engagement on the posts uh, the polls yeah especially
1: all the posts but especially the polls because yeah. our 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 follow up fan poll segments are way more interesting when, when we, we when feedback. we have feedback and yep. when we are able to get that engagement from people.
0: Absolutely. So that would be great. Katie, what's next?
1: Well, speaking of our Patreon, oh, as yeah. you were a few minutes ago, one of our um, rewards at the $15 level. Yes,
0: if you're a $15 a month patron, your
1: $15 a month patron, uh, one of the rewards is priority recommendations. So we take your recommendations and we don't always get to them immediately, but we work them into our schedule where they make as sense as, as quickly as we can. And we up next, we are doing a patron request nice. from our very first patron, the original patron. Alina, Alina Dilek Kalova, and we will be talking about Starship Troopers. Fun! I can't
0: wait. It's going to be interesting. I haven't seen the movie in years.
1: I have never seen the movie. Never read the book. I'm not looking forward to reading the book.
0: It's. I, I think. But I, I am looking
1: forward to the movie. It'll be
0: interesting. It's. Um, it's from what I understand. There, it's a tale of two two worlds. There with the book and the movie. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's also one of those movies, though, that can be easily misinterpreted by people, similar to, like, Fight Club, Mm -hmm. um, because it is very much a,
1: uh... Ooh, maybe I'll get to add to my list of movies that white men insist on misinterpreting. this
0: absolutely goes on that list. Uh, this is a, this is a movie that you can watch and see as a blinding, biting satire send-up of fascism, uh, or you can watch it and be like, yay, fascism. Yeah. I, 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 when I saw this movie, I was too young to like gather much subtext. I was like space bugs and aliens. Boobs. Yay. (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, but supposedly the book is like a little, just a little more fashy.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) We'll see. We'll, we'll get into that discussion. It'll be interesting. Um, so come back in one week's time. We'll have a prequel episode. We'll talk about, uh, we'll do a little preview of Starship Troopers and do some other stuff. Uh, and hear your feedback your comments on new moon and then in two weeks time we're talking about starship troopers and until that time guys gals non-binary space bugs and everybody else keep reading books keep watching movies
1: and And keep keep being awesome. awesome